Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99. Chris, would you just set up the diamond cutter? That's right. That thing that you diamond just cut. did? I love the diamond cutter. DDP. Uh, I n- never thought on this show that I'd I'd uh, hear Steve Miller open into a diamond cutter. <laughs> Cell 55 from Chris Stanley. Uh, we let Molly pick out the song uh, today. Yeah. And, uh, well, it was a strong one. Thanks. Big old jet airliner. <laughs> 
which she's flying off to uh, Madrid next week. Mm-hmm. Next week. And uh, so you're leaving us after a, your second excellent summer. I'm leaving. Now, I'm going to say this to you, and I hope you take it, but please don't go. Don't get on that plane. <laughs> Stay with us. It's really all going to fall apart without you. I'm going to be here in spirit. That's and the beat. worst thing we can have. <laughs> it's awful. That's, that's something we don't want. We need something tangible. <laughs> yes. Screw spirit. I'll send emails. That doesn't help anything. We hate emails. <laughs> No content, just... Dude, Spain is so great. You guys should be here. Remember when we used to do a show? We still are, Molly. <laughs> we still are. The good old days. Uh, Molly was here with her entire family. Yep. Last night uh, for Chris Gethard. Everyone enjoyed it. Your sister told me she cried. She did. She cried. She sobbed. And that's hard for her because, well, she's on the edge. Oh, that yeah. kid is... <laughs> At risk. Wild She's one. at risk. She's at risk. Yeah, I was thinking of her the whole time. Uh, you know, Chris uh, met her ex-boyfriend yeah. and just said what a dark, abusive person that no, he is. Maniac. No. Total psychopath. Yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. Oh, he's crazy. Now, I don't we, know what's um, nice. Yeah, your family likes everyone. Um, <laughs> but your family's great. Yeah. Uh, we sat in the control room before I went and got Chris and watched the family <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> First of all, your dad could not be any cooler. Yeah, he's Your cool. dad is, like, actually, and this is almost a lot of start for him, a cool person. Your mom was sitting behind you, and you was leaning in to talk to you <laughs> as you had your hand up and were pushing her back from her shoulder. <laughs> and we're going, I don't have to be a psychologist. And she was leaning back as she was pushing her, just to yes. be as far away as possible. Molly she was. was on top of my ponytail. Yeah. And also she kept asking me to switch seats with her. <laughs> you know what would be great? If you sat back here next to your dad. She was wanted to sit in the front row. <laughs> Jesus, Molly, I was honored Mom. that I got, got a front row seat, and then she kept joking around, being like, I want to sit in my usual seat. Like, you took my seat, but I knew she was actually pissed. That was very funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny, funny to watch. I can't believe you saw that. Thing. No, we sat and we <laughs> was great. It was amazing. Pointed, and we said, the, 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 and By the way, she was here with her family, and her family was like, Well, where do you sit? Well, how come you don't have a computer? And like, Molly would be like, I don't need a computer, Chris has it. You know, like, just like snapping back at them in a way that she never talks to no us. No way. Oh, you hate them. No, yeah, I did great. not snap at them. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can see Chris's computer. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. And your family is so happy that I keep talking you out of being in radio. I know. My mom was like, yeah, uh, we, we had a, like, a little talk with her yes. on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was funny. But yeah, on the train ride home, they were like, you are so lucky. And I was like, I know. Well, you know, you're not just lucky. You're really, really Good. You're Thanks. really, really good. Thanks, but if you were, you know, if you were lucky, we treat like we treat everybody else. <laughs> you know, like oh, good, you get to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, you got your cousin into one mask. Is everybody happy? <laughs> you know, you put them for the poor. Your cousin. You know? Oh, you're in the halls. Okay, good for you. Shots fired. <laughs> yes, but you, you know, you've you've actually, you know, not only part of the team, but a very, very big part of the team. Two summers in a row. Thanks. Um, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I, I, I was just agreeing with what you're saying, Rob. Ron, um, Rob, whatever. 
Sorry. Just call me uh, Rob. That's my new thing. It's the Rob Show. As you can tell, I've been listening a long, a long time. But but honestly, Molly, have a great uh, broad trip or whatever that screwing around is. <laughs> and you are really good on the show. And I can only say this. I, I've been listening for a while. The kid from Austin, uh, Austin Texas. Uh, that weird guy, Joe, and you are really the only interns that ever actually made the show better when they're on the air. Thank you. So. It's uh, it's amazing. Thanks, Jim. I think like if somebody clocked it, you probably talked on the air as much as Chris this year. She was killing it this semester. And the only one of you, uh, I'm going to just use this word, pussies, <laughs> that will get up and go toe-to-toe with Ronnie B and disagree and have a fun fucking conversation about it. She was great. Thank you. All right, I think it's about time for me to give you guys your tokens. What do you think? Tokens? No, what are we, is this for the subway? No. <laughs> we need a metro card. Don't take tokens anymore. I made you guys something. Um, I was like thinking about maybe buying something, but then I decided that a handmade gift would be better, and it's also kind of practical, so I think it's going to be good. Will you guys close your eyes? Sure. Cause, so we are going to do. Yeah, but close your eyes. We have to keep it closed because we're on the radio here. Yeah. Can it's I a smoke? very weird thing. Can I smoke this? Chris, I just want to check. Am I talking into the microphone or the back of it? <laughs> you're, it sounds like you're talking into it. Yeah. Because my eyes are closed, too. I can't see anything. I, I, I hope this isn't the, the spank rabbit or whatever that thing that... Uh, <laughs> the jack rabbit? Oh, yeah, the jack rabbit. How do you remember that name? I think someone grabbed my ass. Oh, wait, that was me. Oh, I can't wait for this gift. Love gifts. Don't yeah. Close your eyes and I'll put yours up to the window. Don't give anything to Shelby. I hate the fact that Shelby's getting something. Just give it to me. Can I have Shelby's? Here, I'll put yours. I'll the, put I don't close my eyes this much when I bed. sleep. So right. this is weird for me. <laughs> okay, you can open your eyes. Now, how did you make mine? I made uh, the Rolling Stones logo, and then I wrote Ron in the style of Rolling Stones. And then for Fez's, I did Notre Dame and Fez in the style of the the Irish, which actually pained me because I go to BC. And then for Pepper, I did Pepper in the style of Fish. And for Shelby, I did Shelby in Led Zeppelin. No, did you did you draw this? Yeah, I did. Now, do you know uh, how much of my youth, uh, childhood was just spent drawing this exact logo? No. And then going like this in school when everyone else was studying? <laughs> Stone's logo. I actually draw this on the computer. Oh, really? All the time. Yeah, I figure because everyone has a lot of papers and, you know, I'm trying to get everyone organized. So. Well... First yeah. of all, this is the what, what is this thing that you put it on called? It's a clipboard. Well, this clipboard is just going to go in my refrigerator and stay like that. <laughs> really? I'm not even going to yeah, I'm not You don't want to use it? No. No. No, I really don't want you to go. Oh. Don't hello. don't go. Molly. I bet Mick Jagger never even got this from his interns. <laughs> oh, hell no. A clipboard? Yes. With the with the Stones logo. You got a pretty good you got a pretty strong hand there, buddy. Thanks. Maybe Gotta you should go into the arts. Your parents would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet when you get over, have you done any, I bet the art thing in in, in Spain is going to drive you crazy. Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm going to take some classes and, you know. But it's just, I mean, they're just like doodles. It's not really, I'm not really like a, you know, conceptual artist. I'm just, you know. Don't run yourself down. No, I'm not, but I'm just, you know. I'm going to sound like your grandmother now. You can do anything. <laughs> Look how good of an artist she is. You're great. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody knows that she's the most popular person <laughs> in her college. Peppers was the hardest, by far. That's right. Fish, baby. Her professor took her out to lunch, okay? And they <laughs> sat there and they ate together. What did Shelby get? Shelby got uh, Led Zepp. And it's him. I'm touched. No, he's not. <laughs> 
Uh, in a couple minutes, we're going to go through. We did the movie summer movie time capsules. Uh, did we ever even figure out what was the summer movie this year? I mean, even though the biggest movie was uh, Transformers, the only movie people really talked about was Guardians. Even though I, I myself was not a was not a fan. Guardians of the Galaxy did win the poll from this year. Yeah, as, as, and right behind as that well was should. and right it behind was that close. was Captain America. Transformers was dead last. Um, which oddly, you know, three-year-olds don't vote on this. <laughs> but now we're doing the '90s, wrapping up the bo- best of the uh, the worst summer movies. This is the craziest title. Uh, <laughs> the '90s, the '90s will take place. Uh, in a little bit, but you can go over and vote now. Hey, Robert, Robert, you're on the Ron Fest show. How you doing, buddy? All right. First, I want to tell Molly, you've been a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Did yeah. you say breath of uh, fresh air? Because no. that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Seinfeld was playing right before the show. I was just wondering if Shelby picked up any new bits. Yeah, Shelby's fucking putting um, things on his clipboard right now. Ideas, yada, 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 he's going to be doing next week. Yeah, Two things right. bothered me about that. A, Shelby steals the joke, and B, doesn't give a shit that he steals the joke. You should be crushed. You should, you should, you should just know you're going to get caught. There should have been a reshoot so that this wouldn't have to be on his permanent record. But you can't buy character. That's something that cannot be done. It's developed. It's within you, you know? I mean, why are you saying it like that? It's 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 something from within, okay? And I know what I have. I have character. Yeah. Molly has character. Thanks, Pat. You know, okay, you Ron Bangton have character. You know Shelby, what? You no. you're right. It's the three of us against Shelby because we hate him. <laughs> and let's just and because his spine didn't form, we should all run over and hit him. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chris Gethard, who is kind of an outsider, does kind of the the comedy nerd thing, and he went through. His childhood, which was pretty vicious, being in North Jersey, and I don't want to bring race into it, but when you're not a Guido, okay, (laughs) it's not always the easiest place. But he pointed out that he has deformed elbows. And then for the rest of the interview, I couldn't take my eyes off his elbows. I, and he also pointed out his hands. Like, yeah. Whenever he puts them off, I was like, just staring yeah, at them. Yeah, just, <laughs> and I just wanted to just start punching him. Just right? like, you're different, you're different. Give me your fucking money. Yeah. Um, there was a kid in my first grade class. This is how mean kids are. And he had braces on his legs. So everybody fucking hit him with stuff, you know, threw stuff at him and all. This would never happen now. um, What's that? It doesn't happen now, but continue. I bet it does, but more verbally than physically. Yeah, yeah. Back then it happened a little more physically. But we're like, got him. He's got braces on his legs. So, like, when the teacher was bringing it up later, like, why would everybody be picking on him? And I was like, uh, because the braces on his legs. (laughs) And it happens in... (laughs) The animal kingdom, like little, right. they will uh, attack something that isn't healthy for whatever reason. But most of the time, it's just like, let's say this. If everyone's attacking Chris, then they're not attacking me. So even though I don't have any problem with Chris, this is a good safe time for me. We're all attacking Chris. Right. You know? And I don't know how we get around that. I don't know how you educate kids that that doesn't work that way. Right. Anymore. Go against your nature. 
Up on the iBang, there's a kid in, like, India with 40-pound hands. And all the kids there just, like, beat him mercilessly instead of saying, like, hey, this kid's life is miserable. Let's kind of help him out a bit. But a kid doesn't, the kid's brain doesn't work correctly. Let me see these 40-pound hands. She has giant hands. That looks crazy. That looks like a cartoon. It's like a fucking Foo Fighters um, <laughs> video. I'd fucking love to hang out with this kid. Giant hand kid? Yeah, I, I like that. But it's not like he can like lift them up and be a great cornerback and just be batting passes down there. Well, they don't play football over there anyway. But he can just be the kid with big hands. You know... Could he start swinging the, them at uh, the bullies? The... Uh, I told you guys before how my grandmother and, and grandfather were, you know, carny people. And when I was a little kid and I would go and visit and stuff like that and be on the midway and travel around a little bit, anything with the sideshow is all I fucking cared about. You know what I mean? The zipper was the one ride that was fucking cool to me. <laughs> but sideshow acts were phenomenal. And at that time, they had already taken it down a lot. But... To be able to, you know, what people couldn't understand from the outside is that those people took something like this and found this acceptance in the carnival, hmm. you know, and people thought, well, you're using those people, but it's no more than you're using Shaquille O'Neal for his freak height. They're like, look, he can just stuff a basketball. And there was a really cool thing to that, which takes me back to what Gethard is basically doing, you know. Setting up somewhat of a sideshow. Morning shows and radio have always done that. You try to find the freakiest, weird people, you know, that you can find. He set up a place for the weirdest fringe dudes to go and yeah. hang out and be accepted and have fun. So we used to do it with physical things and sideshows. And now we do it with just personality, you know, traits. The weirdo, um, you know, the polo, whatever, you know, like, hey, everybody, look at him. He's funny. But then he's part of something. He belongs to something. Is that what it's like at the carnival, that, like, all the sideshow people would hang out together? And Yeah, well, they, they all winter down in the same place in Florida. There's a, a little town called Gibsonton, and when you go down there, you know, that's where the lobster boy hmm. uh, murder took place because he had lobster hands and, you know. The press all dove upon it, but yeah, they would all hang out together and it would become, they're in show business any more than people in a movie set would hang out together. There's a, the Todd Browning things, uh, Freaks, I was thinking about that too, when they would do, one of us, one of us, we accept you, we accept you. And that was, that's all you really want, you know, as a kid or even an adult is just find your tribe, yeah. you know, just to be part of something. Um, but I was, you know, thinking that Gethard, who, by the way, you're going to love this on mass because he's uh, way open, way honest, way out there. Here's a weird thing. Um, so the Lisa Lampanelli, uh, has got a lot of people talking and then L Lisa Gibbons tweeted last night that she was listening on the replay huh. and digging it in a big way and just moved by it. But there's some people who would hear what Lisa Lampadelli is doing uh, and be like, eh, grow up, get you know, you're Mr. Fa you know, everybody wants to, you know, if you get honest, people, you, you're also going to get blowback from that. So I don't understand that because she's like, ha she's obviously found like happiness doing this, doing what she's doing. She hasn't found happiness. Uh. She's working. 
towards happiness. And there's a real big difference. You know what I mean? There's a real big difference between finding uh, paradise and building paradise. You know what I mean? It's very fucking hard to put your past behind once you get to a certain point and start living like a new person. It's much easier just to keep doing the same shit every day and having people deal with it for you. Right. You know, finding somebody who will just say, I'll do it. You just sit there, you know. But yesterday, both the Unmasked and Lisa Lampanelli made me think that, like, basically that there are a lot more people out there who want to do genuine work and entertainment and I mean like different than like a lot of the reality TV shows and stuff that are going on there that are really just canned and that they just don't have the opportunity to like when she was talking about how you created a space here for people to come in and be candid that that just doesn't exist a lot of other places and that I'm sure there are a lot of people who want that and don't express it or can't express it and so they just go along with well you got two choices you either fit into the mold into the mainstream or you do something on the fringe what always gets to me is you build something on the fringe, and then you go, well, why don't they want it? Why did 18 pe- people turn this down? Because they don't even get it. They say, here's the stuff that we want to run. You know what I mean? Here's what we want to do. It's easier for us. We know we can sell it. And you were like, but here's something magic that's on the outside, and it works. And they're like, no. If they just get one that works... They'll make 18 more like it because they don't fucking think. They right. copy. But it's like a vicious cycle because if if people, you know, the powers that be were more open to that genuine type of thing, then that would be the norm and then they would have an easier time. It, every once in a while, there's one, you know, programmer who will try something different. And then before you know it, he falls into the same pattern of what he did. So Bravo, you know, they started to do these wacky shows yeah. and they saw that it worked and all they have now is wacky shows. That's the channel. And that was in, and they've made it boring and dull and you know because they're just trying to repeat what they did before. Hmm. You know? And whenever you get somebody who writes in that mad lib way, it's, you know what I mean, where okay, I'll take the name Chris out and I'll put in the name Shelby. You know, you could joke right that way. You know, um, you you just put yourself into a rut, and then you're like, "I made this rut." Yeah, you fucking made it for yourself. You know, if the government came in and said you had to work this way, <laughs> you would be like, "I live in an oppressive society." So what do you do? You make an oppressive way for yourself to live. It's crazy what we do. People are fucking. Um, uh, people can't wait to put shackles on. Yeah, because it's easier. Yeah, it is easier. Then, and that's like, what you they know, want. that what Lisa was talking about—that you actually take a look at yourself and you have to say, "These are the things I have to change," and then right, it's hard. Lisa's thing is very interesting, and uh, you know, it oddly ties in with you know when we get talking about Tito. Of uh, that thing is, I'm just going to do something because I want to do it. You know. Um, Chris does that with his drinking. He is so committed <laughs> to the art of numbing himself. I'm going to take that shot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like a lot of times I said, take your shot. He literally means a shot that he's going to drink. I'll take up the 10 shots yeah. in an afternoon. Like when we tell you, don't go into radio, don't go into radio. Right. Back when I started doing stand-up, the older guys would always say to everybody that came in, you suck, don't come back here, you shit. 
knowing that if they listen to that, that they fucking really didn't want it anyway. It's true. You know what I mean? So if you allow anyone to step in between you and your dreams, that's your fault. And the thing that I fucking hate is like if we have meetings here and like, well, sales sucks and promotion sucks and the bosses sucks. Those excuses, you know what I mean, are just that. You cannot act like I wanted to do this thing, but the promotions department is terrible. That's your job to get around those kind of obstacles. It's your job to kind of retrain those people how to treat you, you know? goes on through life like that. But the fringe stuff is you go and make a, up a fringe thing and then you're mad that it's not mainstream, you know? Or that maybe that makes me laugh. I don't think that that's really it always. I think that a lot of the times you see how great it is and, and people are resistant to it like on the surface that Lisa was what Lisa was talking about that people outwardly are defensive and like sarcastic with each other but inwardly they just want to be accepted and like that they just can't be genuine with each other and that like this whole thing about about fringe entertainment is kind of the same thing that people just won't let themselves open up to that type of thing well here's what's interesting about uh, Lisa Lampadelli is that she got very successful playing the game the way the game was set up and actually had to break the rules because she was a woman doing that. But she worked inside of that. And at a certain point said, even though I've got this and I'm chasing it and I have success and I have money, I'm still not happy. Now, a lot of people will then go, you know, all right, then I'll buy a bigger boat or, you know, I'll start doing coke or whatever it happens to be. She actually took the responsibility and said, I'm I'm going to make the changes that I need to make. You know? I, I thought it was interesting, though, also, and I wanted to ask her this, I wish I had, about how she was fixing stuff with herself, but also talked about how you have to be... Like how you sort of have to forgive yourself that you can't get so so critical that it paralyzes you, you know that you like that she talked about how the way, hate, she hated the way that she looked and she didn't like the way that she was and but like and that that was just one of her destructive behaviors that she had to change. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, you're probably even a little young to know how much baggage that can carry because I'm sure you've dealt with it, you know, but you haven't dealt with decades right. of that kind of stuff. And that's what people, some people start to do at, you know, like that kind of midlife place of what am I going to do with all this shit that's been given to me? You know, everybody can look back and say my childhood wasn't fair, literally across the board. And I always find it amazing when you think, Oh, money would change everything. But then you, like like the Rockefeller, this woman, and she was like in her 70s or something. She was a Rockefeller. She wrote a book about how shitty it was <laughs> to be a Rockefeller. And I read her book, A, because I didn't believe it. And B, I was like, yeah, it's pretty shitty to be a Rockefeller. It's kind of shitty to grow up in a ghetto. It's kind of shitty to, you know, you things are kind of shitty. The human condition is not, this isn't heaven. It wasn't set up that way. There's stuff that you have to deal with. The other stuff that's always interesting is, is just because something isn't fair, you know what I mean? What happened to you, you know, it's not fair, it's not your fault, but it's now your responsibility to deal with it. Mm. Whatever comes up. Did something happen to you where you were like physically beat up as a kid or... 
you know, sexually abused or you had an alcoholic father or your dad dropped dead on in your whatever these bad things were. It's not for you now to come around and spread that shit for the rest of the world. You're the one that has to take care of it. So the people that we end up admiring on this planet is the people who go, this stuff happened, and I'm going to deal with it, and if I can make things even slightly better, I will. The people that say, this shit happened to me, so I'm going to spend my life acting out and blaming everyone. And when they say something, I'm going to say, you know, my mom didn't pick me up and hug Really? This is what you're fucking doing with all the DNA it takes to make up a person, you know? <laughs> That's what I really uh, like about Lisa Lampanelli, is she's not holding anybody else responsible. Right. Some people might be turned off because, you know, when you bring up spirituality in public today, whether it's religion, even if you bring up atheism, you suddenly piss off everyone else. Because they're like, she's trying to push your agenda. No, she's saying what she does. Right. You know, when you meet a Baptist and they're saying, this is what I believe, that's what it takes for them to fucking make it through, you know? But for some reason that we hear somebody say that, uh, it just freaks us out. Um, We just don't want to hear other options. We want to be... We want to numb out. We just want to numb to everything, you know? I think the fear is that if everyone was as vulnerable as Lisa and, like, as genuine, then then it would sort of just be... Like, I think that people think that the world would be a lot sadder because, you know, people would be more open with, with their problems and stuff like that. I don't know. I think that the whole point, though, is problem-solving. And the first thing you got to do is put it out there. What annoys you... Is that when you find yourself talking to people about the same shit over and over and over, and you see that they're now addicted to talking about it rather than working on it. Mm. That's the stuff that frustrates everybody to no end. That's when they're like, I'm tired of hearing Chris's bitching, you know? Um, (laughs) What am I bitching about? (laughs) Well, I'll give you an example with you. Okay. You brought up the fact of that your college loans. Oh, yeah. And enough people wrote in to say different reasons how you could cover your college loans. Sure. The vacations that you took, the partying that you did, you could pay that off. So you've literally made the choice, I'm not paying off. My college loans. You don't have a program. You dodge it. You don't deal yeah, with I, it. Yeah, I just dodge yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so he feels like it's this is something I'm worth. You know, that's worth it to me. I'm not. I'd rather dodge this and have this thing than deal with it. So that's what you know. <laughs> that's the kind of shit. And the and the thing is, we don't necessarily want to hear that from each other. Right. You know. So I guess the. What's a productive way to talk about that type of thing? To be like, I'm feeling frustrated because I'm trying to work this out and I can't or something like that? Well, the the, the productive way would be actually to start and work on it. Right. Whatever this thing is that made you upset. That would be the thing to get over. But both of the people yesterday 
talked about the importance of talking about it too. That that well, you have to you have to have first of all, people think that honest is just speaking to another person, but it's really tough even to be honest with yourself. You know, it's really tough for anyone to go. This is the way I'm seen in the world because most people just see themselves as I give and I give and I give that's all I do <laughs> I do everything I mean you don't run into m- many people getting divorced going I really fucked that up <laughs> and they are so right to get rid of me and thank God my work fired me because I <laughs> am a bad employee but you will look at a football team and I, I always laugh at men how much they judge football players on what they're willing to give. You know, that guy's not giving 100%. But how many people really go to work and give that way? I mean, if you watched a TV show about most offices and you cared about it the way you care about a football game, you'd be like, <laughs> fire that fucker. That is bullshit. He came in late? Yeah. How long was his fucking lunch break? Well, you literally can lose your job in football for being late to a meeting. Yeah. And how many, or not being prepared for the game or even prepared for the practice. Yeah, at the very least, you're getting fined tens of thousands of dollars yeah. for being late or missing a, or whatever. Uh, but I deal with people all the time who are saying, yeah, I will do that for you. I'll definitely do it. And then um, you see them on Monday and they go, I ran into a problem, so I didn't do it. What? It's your job to figure out problems. That's why people bring you in to a creative place. Mm. And then other people look over and they go, that guy doesn't figure. Not everybody's going to be like Chris the Stacker. Chris stacks his work up and he's just like, a, he's, well, he's a war machine, if I want to be totally honest here. Call me Stacks and just don't shoot me in the back of the head, all right? Please, then don't. Make that coffee to go. <laughs> make that coffee to go. But I feel like in that crew, I would have actually been stacks. I would oversleep and screw it up. Screw yes. up this $100 million. Fucking- you are the stacks of that place. Um, here's uh, our buddy Hard Rock Johnny. Hello, boys and hey. girl. Hey, On your Johnny. last day. Um, I got to say, Rob, that, that interview yesterday was kind of mind-blowing. Listening to like somebody who's reached that kind of... Lisa seemed to have reached this kind of a spiritual, like holistic kind of state. And I, I it's kind of... As a listener, hearing you pull it out of her and, and Jeffrey talking about it, I'm kind of envious and jealous. And it was like, kind of even just listening to that made me look at like how you, you know, small changes you can make. I mean, Lisa's made some obviously really big changes. Um, but it's those, you know, making those little things would be, are, are, are almost, ju- you know, are, are, you know, they all laugh to the big ones. So it was just a really amazing listen. Well, you know, it was crazy. Well, Johnny, what, what is the, uh, your company, what, what's the uh, motto? Yeah, no, there's a, well, you know, love all, serve all, take time to be kind. There's a couple of the overriding ones. and But the love all, serve all is, that could almost be, like, religious. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, it, and I kind of brought this up. It really is the place that we are in the planet, that, that the weirdest thing, and you try to explain this to people, but when you're there to, let's just say it's just the people at work that you're working with, just like, yes, we're doing this project together, and I'm going to, you know, and we're going to share into it, and our customers, we don't hate, you know what I mean? Like, we get that this is why we do this. Yeah. It's a different... It's a different mindset. That something that small. If you truly believed it, 
You know what I mean? Like, if you no, truly believed the shit that the Beatles were saying back then, your life would be better. You would be a happier person. Right. But we were like, yeah, but that's a pop song. You know what <laughs> I mean? You can't say love is the answer. There's no religious book that doesn't basically say love is the answer. Right. You know? Yeah, and, that, and, you know, those sayings actually came from one of our founders was this big follower of Sai Baba, who was like a mystic from India. And that's where all that came from. Like that was, you know, the, the company was started by two dudes. One was a business guy, one was a spiritual guy. And that's kind of where that evolved from. And it, those are the things, and he still, I mean, the guys, he, uh, founder of our company donated just about every penny he ever made to building a hospital in India because he thought that was the right thing to do. So he, you know, so he kind of lived that and that was his thing. And he's just an ultra spiritual dude. And it's kind of, you get, I get jealous of people like that who, who have that spiritual connection because I, I don't have it. I don't know how to find it even. I don't know, Johnny. I mean, I do see you as a guy who tries to spread, you know, good cheer wherever you go i will say I that about you i try yeah you know it's it's you know it's, it's you try to do the right thing the best you can when you can i mean and it's you know how i was telling the story about how you me and, and fezzy met all those years ago on was it september 12th or 13th in yeah. 2001 and that was all about you know we were just trying to do what we could do all of us at that time and you know that that kind of i was just literally i think it was two days ago had that whole conversation about it and and it's one of those things, you know, yeah, you do what you can do, I guess. And yeah, I guess I just don't, some of that spiritual stuff, I can never, I don't think I can grasp. I don't know if I'm open enough to grasp I it. don't think, I think if you just grasp the mystery, you don't have to go much further than that. I don't think it's about sp specifics. If you're saying being yeah. spiritual and not religious. And that's what I was saying to Molly. I go, you could do all these things, but you're not going to be considered, you know, the Jew right. by them, and a bunch of people wrote in, but it doesn't mean that you can't lead a spiritual life. I don't ever see Molly come into one situation she doesn't try to make better. Um, Chris has a drinking problem. <laughs> Shelby is an awful person. He's the worst. So you know what I mean. And everybody else is just off into their own scene. Uh, I'm as dark as dark could be. Nah. I think most like societies would have hunted me down and lit me on fire and. <laughs> been better off for it but no i you know in the terms of why i could you know when when lisa's gone how did you create a safe environment it's basically through recovery you know what i mean of going we gotta fucking you know fix this who's responsible for this addiction right oh what do you mean me <laughs> fuck thought i was the victim man Life lessons. Life lessons you get here. Serious, Molly. Maybe they'll teach them that in your big goddamn school up they there in Boston. It's not all just a goddamn yeah. wine party in Madrid. Yeah. I'd like <laughs> to fucking, I, I'll go up there and I'll be a professor in one of those classes and I'm going to open up with any of you fuckers <laughs> eyeball me and I'll tear it right out of your goddamn skull. I'll put it on the floor and squash it. How's that? That's it. Look at your feet. All right, that's lesson one. I don't know. I don't know how to teach that good. I don't know what you're supposed to do. One of you eyeball me. <laughs> I guess you guys have like it's the a same class. People. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how the classes work. Got to look at your teacher. Okay. All right. Lesson learned. That's number one for me. See, I'm learning too. The student becomes a teacher. Yeah. Molly, I would not go away for your semester abroad. My advice. You wouldn't go away? No. Don't do it. It's a waste of time. My wife did one. She went to Oxford, and you know she has. Marie's, but she could have learned the same stuff in 
you know, anywhere that she learned in Oxford. Just, you know, she studied English literature there. Just, you know, you could study it. I can't imagine going to Madrid not being a wonderful thing. You know what I mean? Just to see that the whole world is in America. Now, your sister and her tour of the Golden Triangle, (laughs) that has me a a nervous wreck. (laughs) What did you say last night? We don't have to go to those countries anymore. (laughs) I I said, she's going, I'm going to Cambodia, Korea, Vietnam, and I'm like, do you know that you're the first generation that wasn't just sent there against their will? (laughs) Oh, they're going to see someone whose, you know, grandfather bombed them. (laughs) That'd be like Frank Hitler showing up here expecting to be treated nice. There's a guy that should be bullied. Frank Hitler. Yeah. All right, Hard Rock Johnny. Boys and girls, you have a wonderful weekend. You, you too, too, man. Bye. It is. Everybody is so into the weekend thing, the extended. Like, between now and September, uh, you know, Opie was off today, and he's going to be off all next week. But it is that time of year that people are going... Even the ones that are at work, we're not really at work. The only conversation I hear on the elevators amongst the NBC people is just weekend planning. And what'd you do last weekend? What's coming up this weekend? Yeah. I can't I can't take it. It's driving me insane. I'm driving my boat through a picnic, is what I tell everybody. <laughs> I'm starting a fire on the beach. Um Justin, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey guys, I thought Lisa was great yesterday. I wonder uh, what Fez thought, and if he realized that the past—I don't know—forty minutes you've been talking right at him, even though if you're not saying his name, like, does he get that? He or? doesn't give a fuck. Fez and I have a relationship that just is what it is, what it is. But certainly, he would never pick up the phone and call me about any of these things, or jump in on the air about any of these things. Um. I think uh, the fact that Johnny said she could have learned everything in Oxford that she would have learned in Jersey <laughs> is one of the craziest things that I ever... I mean, is he basically saying that his his wife was a Rhodes Scholar? Is that where we're going with that? That's what he was... He was saying it without saying it, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Like, oh, in the meantime, she'd been better off with me bussing tables at 17, working my way up to running the entire hard rock chain. I can't imagine... Um, thinking studying abroad would be a, a terrible thing. I mean, it's just it just sounds fun. It sounds like anyone. I I, I worry about one thing, of course, rape, because oh. that's what the Spaniards do. They rape. They had an armada, and then they crashed into Ireland and then raped everyone. And now you go down, you know, the southern part of the tip of Ireland. You go like this. You're Irish, and you don't look it, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but you know that Europe. Most continent with the most rape of all the continents. Is that right? More than Africa? More than Africa, That's yeah. hard to believe. It's I've looked it up. Wait, Trust what? Me. Yeah, there's more rape happening in Europe than in any other continent. Why are you even... looking up rape stats? Don't worry about that. I do my research. That... Oh, go ahead. No, you got it. Oh, I was just going to say that... <laughs> you want to oh. talk over her? Um, just that, that that's also people are more likely to report them in Europe probably no this this is unreported rapes too they had a bunch of statistics how, they, how can you get stats on unreported <laughs> rape it was anonymous reported rapes they were okay. like I got raped but I don't want anyone to know about it alright well if that's the case put me in as one I just never want to talk about it alright I would have barked that yeah really self rape what? What? Oh, okay. something I did to myself once oh my god what hey, happened let's not judge I thought this was a you know safe zone no yeah it is and Lisa Lampanelli can come in here with a new haircut and a new walk on life and everybody's on her side 
Ronnie B starts talking. It's like, shut up. What? What about me? What about Raven? <laughs> Thanks for getting that. Let's switch you two out because I'm just, I'll go out of my mind. I'll go out of my fucking mind today. Now you two, yeah, bring that fuck over. I want to get, uh, I want to get Howard involved a little bit today too because I know Howard's leaving soon. Yeah, he's almost gone as well. Where's he going? Back to Iraq? Yeah. Studied overseas? Yeah. Chirac. Yeah. He fucking... Aw, I feel sorry for the people of Chicago. Mm. But now I can root for their baseball team again. Now that Philly fucking... Philly shit the bed. I think Howard's got like a date with ISIS. By the way, Shelbo's wearing what's known as the boyfriend shirt. Uh, the shirt that every boyfriend wears. I saw an article on that today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The J. Crew something or other. Yeah. I, I saw that thing too. I was like, what? Yeah. This belonged to my ex boyfriend. <laughs> still Why smells, still is being gay like the him. funniest thing to you? Okay? Penis goes in an brave. asshole. It was very brave when Fez came out. Did he? Yes, yes I he came did. out. He did, and he was accepted, and now he's dating, and everybody likes him, and he's made a lot of gay friends, and it's great. And that's reflected in his work. <laughs> Shelby, you're not making things easier, and you know, I already know that me and Fuzz are going through a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're making it worse. You had to remember this from when your parents got divorced. That was a rough one. <laughs> yeah. For who? All the part, every party involved. I have a story about divorce. Your parents? No, no, no. My mom has a tennis partner whose name is Carrie, oh, and no. my dad's name is Gary. And she came into my room one night and sat down on my bed and said, Carrie and I are getting a divorce. But I thought she said, Gary and I are getting a divorce. And I just flipped out. And then she walked out because... She, I don't know why she, she walked was drunk. out. And also, she, I was like thinking and then there that there was emotions in the room. I was thinking that yeah. it was weird that she was calling my dad Gary to me, you know. But yeah, so did she wake you up to tell you this? No, I was reading. Wake like three o'clock in the morning. Wake up, <laughs> Carrie and I are getting a divorce. Do you know, first of all, this is how different your life is than ours. We would never say my mom has a tennis partner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like saying when my mom was on the moon. This happened. Carrie. Carrie and Michelle. What happened with Carrie? They got in a fight, and then they got a tennis divorce. What happened? Somebody was chugging the shampoo before a match? <laughs> Wait a minute, this is a Gatorade Zinfandel. It's 40, love, not 30. Honey, Carrie and I are getting a divorce. I hope you're okay with that. It's 3 in the morning. Yeah. Get back to sleep. I was speechless. Yeah. But, yeah, my parents are still together, so... Well... Boy, you got a really nice note sent to from Shrekalov. Oh, really? Yeah, basically saying they'll be. Oh, that's my it, phone. Just talking oh, I thought that was Shrekalov saying. No. <laughs> no, my phone just likes to tell me what service I'm fucking wasting my money on for no apparent reason. Um, about how you're the best of all time, and there'll never be another you. She's the best, and nobody will ever replace you in her heart. Mm -hmm. And she'll kill somebody if they ever even try to take the name Molly. Wait, what? Molly, she tells us this is a Jew, but couldn't have a more of an Irish name. I know. Very controversial. <laughs> Why don't you try to go for the Catholic thing? Be a nice Catholic girl. I don't know. I just don't... Not you get me. communion, you get a nice little snack, you get a little bit of wine. You do get a little bit of wine. Yeah. 
beautiful ceremonies that take place that you really can't follow. <laughs> it always looks like Phantom Menace. You're like, what's happening exactly? It all seems nice, but what exactly is going on here? What's with the incense? It seems like Jew- being Jewish would be more cool because, like, when you're a teenager, people that have bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, that's like the shit. Is, like it, or is it the most embarrassing, dumb thing that could happen to a person? If not looking back, it is, yeah. but as I think awesome even at, at the time, time. The, the fucking stress that those kids, because there's, I imagine, like, when I went to school, you're like, what do my shoes look like compared to the next kids? But now, what's our bar mitzvah looks like? And there's 30 all happening in the same year. And, like, you know, you have some shitty one planned, and then you go to one, and it looks like a $300,000 yeah, fucking Puff Daddy's bo- there. Yeah, yeah ball. <laughs> party and you're like yeah next week at uh, my house we have a bouncy house my bar mitzvah I, had bottle service i can't imagine the stress that these people go through having a dave matthews cover band in mine <laughs> yeah i can't it's I, okay I, I, I don't think it looks like the funnest thing at all i think it looks rough for those kids i had a late bar mitzvah well you know some kids they don't mature as fast <laughs> as the other ones mine was stress-free when was yours? A couple weeks ago? It was actually last year. Okay, so you're not Jewish. What? Stop it. What are you talking this is about? A ruse. It's not a I'm ruse. I'm going to speak for the Jewish community and say we don't accept you. You're excommunicated, even though you weren't communicated in the first place. Yeah. All right, let's go over and pick out the definitive movie of every single summer of the 90s. You can vote on this over at the iBang at the iBang. Do we have like a little setup for this, Chris? No, I do not have a setup for Well, just play like a nice movie song. You I know? will, yeah. You know, like everyone's going by the, to the movies, Steely Dan, Celluloid Heroes. Doesn't matter what you want to play. The point is you're fucking doing it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You folks can vote along. It's over at the iBang today. Oh, but first, before that, Janice wants to wish you well. Go ahead, Janice. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Sweet, honey. I just wanted to say to Molly, have a wonderful time, honey, and uh, enjoy every moment. Thanks, Janice. And it was great having you in our life again. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll be back to visit. So. Mm, and don't be they all say that. that. And don't they be never do it. <laughs> and don't they never come back. Spy like your sister. <laughs> become a what? Ronnie asked if she became a double knot spy. <laughs> I won't, I promise. Okay. Oh, and, and Shelby, I'm sorry, I thought he grew up in Portland. I wrote him a note. and Well, he did grow up in Portland, and when his mom gave him up, he went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, okay. So you know, his wasn't... life is pretty, well, it's pretty sad. He's a poor little rich boy. Because <laughs> when I heard Pittsburgh, I thought, oh, shit, yeah. I'm sorry. I was talking about Portland. Yeah, next week he's going to take a train to see his mom in Portland. <laughs> He'll fucking arrive in late October. <laughs> Well, enjoy. And have a great time, Molly. Thanks. And have a great weekend, you guys. You too, honey. Bye, Janice. All right, let's hear your big song, Chris. Everybody's a dreamer. Kinks. How many times has Ray Davies done the show? Three times. So I don't need a late bat mitzvah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm fine being best friends with Ray Davies. How was the food selection? It was good. Years? It was all good. Thanks, D-Rail. We're setting up a bit. Uh, bit's going to be this. Switch out with Howard, would you? Thanks. 
Um, the bit is this. We're going through the 90s. And these are the best and most definitive movies every summer. Uh, Howard, yes. you're a vet and you're wearing a child shirt today. Yes, I, I just am. want to point that I out to you. Aware. Yeah. You're regressing. Yes, I know. Uh, 99, Chris, you always call this your favorite movie year. Oh, yeah. 99 is what I love. And it's... this summer was especially impressive. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Runaway Bride, mm -hmm. Six Sense, Tarzan, the uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, or Star Wars Episode One. See, this is tough. This is tough for me because look, you got three that are right: Six Sense, Austin Powers, and Star Wars Episode One, all huge. The summer when Star Wars Episode One came out, months leading up to it, people were just losing their minds. Yeah, everybody went crazy before that happened. Like even the trailers were events. So it was, I think it was uh, before Meet Joe Black was the first Star Wars trailer. That's why everyone went to go see Meet Joe Black. I didn't know that. I, I, I Yes, that happened. Yeah, I remember people freaking out. It's like, oh my God, we've got to see the trailer. It's on this shitty movie. I actually saw the Midnight movie and had to go with with radio people like we gave out prizes and I had to sit there at midnight on a fucking Thursday <laughs> watching Jar Jar Binks until 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it isn't Star Wars for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the movie and everyone's gotten around to hating this guy now, but The Sixth Sense was the movie that freaked everyone out. But I also thought this was the year of The Matrix, but I guess that wasn't a summer movie. No, that wasn't a summer movie. No, That's it was so stupid. I, I remember that happening in like fall or like October-ish or December, something like that. They did not know what they had there. Uh, what do you pick, Molly? Star Wars. I, I kind of got to go with Star Wars because it was such a big thing. And The Sixth Sense, I feel like it became bigger weeks later. Um, I, oh, Austin Powers. I was a gigantic. I saw that sequel twice. Well, first of all, no one's picked um, Tarzan at all, which I don't even remember. Was that a cartoon? Yeah, yeah. it was a cartoon. Yeah, I don't even remember it. Soundtrack Austin by Powers Collins. was second. Star Wars was third. Overwhelming number one. Six cents. <laughs> All right, this team's getting off to a bad start. Yeah, I'm not, I call that terribly. I yeah. mean, I was dead on with it. Nobody would follow me. They're like, oh, let's teach this asshole. <laughs> um, you know, you got to remember, you're looking for the definitive movie of that summer. Uh, 98, Dr. Doolittle, Deep Impact, Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon. There's something about Mary. Oh, my God. I'll say this: the opening twenty minutes or whatever to Saving Private Ryan had the had the nation talking. People lost their mind. Was Deep Impact and Armageddon were the same year? Yes. Well, I think Armageddon cancels out Deep Impact though, because Armageddon had just had the more star power. Wasn't it though the same year it was around bigger. that time that they had like two volcano movies or something too? I, don't I remember know they about had this that. stupid shit like that. I don't know. Um. Something about Mary was huge. I'm going to go to something about Mary. I remember just that staying in the theaters forever. I'm going to stick with the Private Ryan. What about you, kids? i got to go with Private Ryan. Private Ryan. Private Ryan is number one. God damn it. Although Armageddon was a gigantic film that everybody kind of forgets that at the time. Hmm. But it was it was huge in terms of people showing up. and You go to see Armageddon and you went there and you're like, this is pretty stupid. I huh? <laughs> <laughs> but remember, he went around and bought all the independent actors. Yeah, everyone got yeah. into that thing on that crew of space fucking 
construction workers. Owen Wilson's in that as an early part. 97, Lost World, My Best Friend's uh, Wedding, Face Off, Face (laughs) Off, uh, uh, Men in Black and Air Force One. It's got to be Men in Black. I think it's Air Force One. I think that Men was the in bigger Black action was, one. Men in Black was gigantic. When that thing brought, like that, like re- that made him a star, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. That that like just that solidified him as holy shit, Will Smith. Everyone loves him. And the uh, the face off is like fun and retrospect, you know. But yeah, I feel you, like that got better later on. It didn't get better. It just <laughs> I got right, this one not even close. Uh, Men in Black, eighty one percent. All right, we're back on track. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, Remember, that's us. <laughs> Remember the song was really big, too? I think that that was also part of the hype. Well, who doesn't love that song? You know, when, when fucking Sweet Willie starts to bring in those rhymes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, 96. Twister. Mission Impossible. The Rock. Independence Day. And Nutty Professor. Okay. This is fucking tough. Uh, yeah. For me, like Independence Day, like... For a summer movie to come out during the summer, and I was what twelve years old or whatever, yeah. it was yeah. Independence Day for me. I remember just the hype, just for that movie, and me as a fucking twelve year old, I lost. Obviously, it. it's the best speech that's ever happened in the summer movie. <laughs> but Nutty Professor is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, seriously, a great, funny, Sterical. comedy. And there's a scene in it that I'll put up against any comedy scene at any time. The one that takes place in the comedy club. Oh, Chappelle. But The Rock. And Mission Impossible, both big stars that did well. I'm going to weirdly say this, though. Twister. Because it was a big movie and then became a ride at Universal. <laughs> wow, I didn't that know people that. people liked it, though, yeah. Um, hmm. And I think it got people to start saying, It's extreme, man! <laughs> um, so I think we're it's a two-legged race here. With Twister and Independence Day. Yeah, I agree. I remember, this is like the one category I actually remember seeing all of these movies that summer, uh-huh. but I saw Independence Day multiple times. You just like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back and see it, because I saw it like two or three times because my friends hadn't seen it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go see that again. See some aliens blow up. It's really still around for people, too. It's still around. Molly? I'm between Mission Impossible and Independence Day. I'm just thinking about... There's a time capsule. Yeah. And Mission Impossible's not in it. I remember people not liking Mission Impossible because it was like something, it was a little weirder than they were expecting. And yet it went on and they'd done five of them. Yeah, I don't know how many together. But of of all of them, they all became like more action oriented, where the first one was more like a kind of. So what are you picking, Chris? Independence Day, ID4. Independence Day? All right, our team goes with Independence Day. Not even close. Independence Day. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for talking me out of it, boys. Thanks for talking me out of it. Yeah. ID4. Uh, Independence Day, July 4th. (laughs) I remember that. It's like burning my brain. You know, today is our... Gilbert just redid the thing (laughs) the other day. I mean, it's embarrassingly iconic. And it's, you know, Jeff Goldblum doing his thing. Uh, So now we're back to where? 95. You got Apollo 13... Batman Forever, Ugh. Pocahontas, Seven, and Casper. I didn't realize Seven was a summer film. Uh, well, let's just get this out of the way. Seven is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a great movie. I don't turn it off. Uh, Apollo 13 was a, a kind of a great 
watch one time movie. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I have no idea what they even are. But Apollo 13, you liked it when you saw it, but you never rewatched it. Right. And to be a summer movie has to be that thing, I think, that Howard brought up. As a kid, he went, saw it, went back with his friend, later went with his cousin, and then all of them went again together. <laughs> That's the summer movie. I think Seven has that rewatching thing. Even though it's not as fun and sweet as you expect in a summer movie, people love it. I've seen Seven dozens of times. I've seen Batman Forever maybe twice. And I can't remember if I've ever seen Casper or Pocahontas or even Apollo 13. I don't think I ever saw it. It's got to be seven. I mean, it's the best film out of this of this summer of this '95 summer. I'm gonna agree with you, but let's see what the kids say. They might I, feel I differently. I want to say it's seven because it's just so much of a better movie than the other ones. Yeah, but I have a feeling that Apollo 13 might take it instead. Yeah, I'm also thinking Apollo 13. But. I'll go with you guys and say seven anyway. I'm not going to go with the team. I'm going to go against I'm, the I'm grain. Gonna, I'm going to be a team player. Oh. She doesn't understand team <laughs> No, I just thought, you know. She's a lone wolf on her way to Madrid. <laughs> Madrid. If you seriously kill a bull, cut off its ears for me. Okay. This is the closest one we've had, but by three Ooh. points Ooh. as that of right very now, close. it's seven. See? I told you it was close. Made the right decision. Yeah. I don't even remember what Batman, Batman Forever was. That Jim was Carrey. the Val Kilmer, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the, the one that yeah. everybody was like, oh, Jesus. Kiss from a rose. Mm, all right, now you're turning me around. <laughs> I wish I could have revoked. All right, this is going to be a tough one. Speed, mm. Forrest Gump, True Lies, The Flintstones, and Lion King. Holy shit. The year of my one. birth also. God. So you, this would have been the first movie you would have seen. I guess so. Wait a minute. You were born after Kurt Cobain died. Yep. Yes. Scary, isn't it? How does that even happen? <laughs> Why bother at that point? Right. Why bother being born? Stuck in... Missed a whole era. Uh, Chris, you first. Okay. I love The True Lies. I was obsessed with that film. I couldn't Big get Big James enough. Cameron. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. Forrest Gump. When I was a little kid, I remember watching with my parents... Speed. And after I saw Speed, I went out and got that same haircut he had. I, was, I made up that same. <laughs> I want the Keanu Reeves haircut. Boy, your voice was high, huh? Yeah. And Lion King. It's good. I'm saying Speed. Well, first of all, Lion King was massive. Yeah, just yeah, huge. massive, and really the start of Disney becoming serious again. About like the, it, it, it dawned on them. Hey, we can make real blockbusters, and we can do it every you know summer. Um, so that's a tough one to fight with. I agree. Everything you say about Speed Speed is a great bad movie. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it because I despise this movie, but Forrest Gump is beloved by people. Yeah, that's my only concern on this list because I watched True Lies a bunch. Forrest Gump won like every Oscar known to man, though. And then I watched The Lion King a bunch of And not only that, but it's just repeated and yeah. parodied, and people like it, and they, they... I would like other ones in here to win, but I think Forrest Gump is going to take this hands down. I think Lion King is going to win. This is the biggest... This is, I think, one of the... I would say the biggest animated film of all time. Oh, I don't know about that. What one. movie is bigger than The Lion King? Cartoon movie. For, for Disney movies? Any, uh, you can probably, well... Yeah, if you're really Cinderella, talking about dollars and cents, like a lot of them are. No, but I mean... I guess 
I don't know. It's, it's like the most. It, everyone's seen that movie. You can say Little Mermaid yeah, but, or any of the other ones. No, but Little that Mermaid is not on the same level as The Lion King. The but Lion King. If you is went huge. back to like Fantasia, yeah. Pinocchio, those Disney Sleeping movies Beauty, from the nineteen thirties, they were probably even bigger, hmm. even at the time. I mean, these were massive movies that used to get released every couple of years. But I do agree that The Lion King and holding the. I mean, goddamn, the play is still running. Yeah. But I hate to say it, but that Forrest Gump is massive. All right, let's just see. I don't know what it's going to be. Hit Forrest it. Gump. Oh. See, we hate, this is why we hate people. <laughs> this is why we despise people. I just, the Lion King looms so large. But laugh just... like a box of chocolates, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. You know, if you think you're a bad person, if you have sex, you're a bad person. <laughs> Oh, Forrest. And everything else is really close, too, as far as that. It's just that, what, 10, 9, people, 6 Oscars, whatever yeah, it won? Yeah, you don't understand. There are people who see Forrest Gump the same way they saw Ronald Reagan. They think of it as Ronald Reagan the movie, because huh. he kind of acted like that. And you're just like, you, being lucky is better than anything else. Not really, you know. All right, what's our next ones, Howard? Uh, 93, we've got Jurassic Park. Done. Sleepless in Seattle, Indecent Proposal, The Fugitive, or The Firm? I don't even think this is close. Jurassic Park. It's got to be Jurassic Park. I couldn't even begin to explain to you how mind-blowing Jurassic Park was for people. Seeing that T-Rex foot come down right in front of the car and everything. Everyone believed it. Everyone said somewhere there's dinosaurs because we weren't used to computer graphics being that good. And then they still have the solid animatronic when the the T-Rex comes in over the top of the car. That's why it was better. the giant T-Rex teeth are coming through with the kids pushing up on the glass. That's why it was better than the way the movies look. Now, it looks better than the movies look now because they spent the uh, extra money. The raptor scared the shit out of me as a kid. Chris, what do you pick? You got the fugitive haircut. so (laughs) (laughs) Jurassic Park, please, people. I I think it's going to be 100% for Jurassic Park. I'm willing to make that bet. I'll take that bet because you don't know there's assholes out there. (laughs) I'll vote for the firm right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. All right, let's go. What do we got? Oof, wow, that's a big one. I was wrong. Jurassic Park, 86%. Yeah, it's not close, but you went and you bet on <laughs> that the American people. Um, let's go over to, where are we at now, 92? 92. That's correct. Batman Returns, Lethal Weapons 3, Sister Act, League of Their Own, Unforgiven. This is a tough one because, obviously, Unforgiven is the best movie. Won the Oscar. Of the bunch, but it's not really a summer movie. The Lethal Weapon, unfortunately for it, it's three and not one. Sister Act, people did like it. Uh, Batman Returns wasn't the original, which I'd probably end up voting for the original. Leaving with that, I think... League of the Run was a ma- massive. I, I think you're spot on on that one. Fucking hit. There's no crying in baseball. People still yell that. Yeah, Forrest Gump yelled that out. Jenny, <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Um, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Wow, classic <laughs> line there. Hey, Ronnie, though, how did uh, Jenny have the hips? Folks has a kid with Jenny, and he doesn't get the hips. It's much more difficult from a man to catch it from a woman than anything else. 
It oh, makes total know. sense. Okay. I know that for a fact from friends. Um, God, Crush, you're trying to kill me. No, I'm not. You're literally trying to kill me with your stuff. Is that time for them already? Yeah. Right, let me get through these two. Yeah, then we can break. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in 90... Oh, did we check that one? League of Their Own, 41%. Ooh, Beat out big. Unforgiven by about 11 yeah, Unforgiven, of course, great film, but it's not the summer escapism. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, City Slickers, Naked Gun, Two and a Half, Backdraft, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2. Terminator. Uh, Terminator 2, and I normally don't like to vote for the sequel, but many people love that sequel more than the original which I disagree with him. T-1000 coming through the bars and chasing after the guy. That was awesome. But it also seems like the summerest of all summer movies. That's real escapism. And you turn the bad guy into the good guy. Brilliant, James. Brilliant. The thumb coming up out of the lava at the end. Don't give that away. Sorry, spoilers. Hasta la vista, baby. Uh, What do you got on it? Terminator 2. Oh yeah, kills it. 70% 70% Terminator 2. Total Recall, Dick Tracy, Back to the Future 3, Ghost, Die Hard 2. <laughs> Die Harder. Die Harder. <laughs> um, Total Recall is a fun, bad movie. Back to the Future 3 is the 3. Die Hard 2 stinks. Dick Tracy stinks. Ghost was actually one of those movies that men, women, and children all went to. I saw it. Much like The Lion King. I actually you know? forgot with Dick Tracy, you have Pacino in that old, like, the, yeah. the makeup Everyone and everything. Everyone forgot it. <laughs> Everyone forgot. What do you guys pick? And Madonna. <sighs> oh, it's, it's Total Recall for me. Schwarzenegger dominated in the early 90s. I, I was a kid, so I was really into Back to the Future. No, it's the worst of the back. I, oh, the I know. Oh, well, it's well, obviously the worst of the three. But I, obviously, I was, can I just say one I thing for you? Nine. Cole Higgin, give the people the Al. <laughs> Cole Higgin's the best. That actor is the best evil like corporate <laughs> villain ever. He was also the corporate villain in uh, RoboCop, the first one. That's a, that's a good call because the corporate <laughs> villain is a great fucking place to find yourself. All right, what do you have, kids? We got two Total Recalls. Uh, I'll go with Total Recall too. I have no idea. So <laughs> let's go. Load in. Total Recall. We have a winner. Yes. All right, our friend Beth from Tito's is uh, outside, so we're gonna break. Be back with her. Maybe I thought since we'd have her here, we would uh, do our uh, road trip bit on just Austin, Texas, where we plan on going down and taking the uh, show next year. I can't wait. Sounds um, awesome. Right back, Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy hits. Channel 99. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand. Soda and lime. Well, take it on down. Let's go dancing. 
other Tito's for my dancing girls. It's the Ron and Fez Show. And, uh, man, we are so excited to have our friend Beth from Tito's here. Beth, how many years back do we go now? We go back maybe seven years. Seven Just years. me being a fan of the show. No uh, Tito's involved in the beginning. No Tito's involved. And then no. you're like, I remember you told us, oh, we're working. You know, I've got this gig. I'm yeah. working for this vodka. And we'd never heard of it. You sent some in. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you know, the, the product starts to do so well, and a couple years ago, we did that interview with Tito, and he was so amazing, and so many people, you know, resonated with them. Right, and really, I was just such a fan. I was coming in, and then I felt like I needed to bring a gift, so I told you about my job. Right. <laughs> and then um, the job took off, and you were so gracious to have him in here, and um, yes, it's been an incredible journey. I've been with him 11 years. I've been listening to you for eight years, so. Wow. Yeah. Well, how's he doing? He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Um, and I'm so happy to say after 11 years that I don't, aside from going into an office every day, because I used to work from wherever I was with him writing me my paycheck on his personal checkbook. Wow. No, no health insurance. No, nothing. Bare bones after like working in the corporate world. Uh, there was nothing and then now there's an office and I actually go every day, which is, I'm not a structured person, even though... I've adapted because I love my people that I work with. Uh-huh. I tell them every day, like, do you understand that I've adjusted to 11 <laughs> years of structure because I'm a hippie? It's hard for me. Well, that's great, though. I mean, and he is a true success story. He's he a true is. Success. And he is still like a guy that I talk to as a friend. And we rarely talk about vodka. We talk mostly about spirituality or the show or like uh-huh. what the, our purpose is and that kind of thing. I've been lucky to just be his friend that happens to be able to do something for him well you know we were talking that interview that we we did with him was so great because it tended to be a lot less about the product and more about the spirit that people need to yeah to make it actually it changed the course of everything i need you to know that because well, in what way um because he started talking about failure that day and mm-hmm. all the things he'd been through and it kind of like um reprogrammed him to his higher purpose which was telling people to not give up and to not settle and so because of that show for the last two years not only well everyone's been wherever he goes people come up to him as ron and fez listeners and say you kind of changed my course and i did all of this because you inspired me that day and so that's had this major impact on him and so you know when we started doing something with you this summer i would go over to his house because i have you know i can listen live on my computer and i would take it to his house and he would listen and just you know tears i mean he's feeling so much redirection in that the vodka is now the vehicle for telling people to not give up and even more things happened to him personally since then that have given him a greater charge in sort of um uh, perpetuating this other part that the vodka really is the vehicle for right. helping people get through to their true purpose and to never settle. It's it's an amazing, amazingly different way of looking at life, isn't it? It's, a, it's incredible when you could say, okay, I go to work, but not just for a paycheck, well, but to... And I had so many, like, 
kind of crazy signs when I met him that mm-hmm. told me that that is what was going to happen in a way because I left corporate America. I worked, you know, just for all these huge brands that just saw me as like a number. And I sit in these big corporate me- meeting rooms knowing nothing was ever going to translate to the street, right. you know? And so um, when all of that ended, I ended up seeing Tito on the news and then by chance ran into him the next day and started to sort of shake, which is weird for me. Right. And so then... Um, Three months later, he doesn't actually check email or technology. He's really just in his head as a scientist still. Yeah. So, um, like, three months later, he emailed me and said, I still want to hear what you have to tell me. Because I had all this information from working for big guys on how I didn't think that would work anymore because people were starting to be more conscious of brainwashing. Yeah, you know? right. Sure. So, um, we met up and I said I would work for free, but I'd never gone in there and planned to say I would work for free. It was something <laughs> that just came out of me. Right. And so my family, like, practically was disowning me over, um, agreeing to this. And so I had to take freelance jobs and my lights were getting turned off all the time when I was with him, but I felt right, right purpose, right time, right vision, right intention. Yeah. You know, the vodka is a side note. I just happened to be working in music for a liquor company. So I learned, I was a music person working for liquor, but it's how I learned about, um, advertising or at least just word of mouth because, you know, Tito never thought he'd get out of Austin with this thing. Yeah. You know, like we're trying to adjust now to dealing with, the success because it was never um, the goal. Like he's never put a number goal in front of me. Like it's just been a very, it's been a journey. We call it a journey. It's never had a goal or an end. Well, I think that's the part of his story and why we got involved this summer that it resonates with people. And I know that you guys are feeling it, but I know that you can't even feel it all because I talk and get emails from people who are in so many different places in this country and they do write and tweet i handle yeah. all the social media still so i see it and i listen and i do the best i can with everything else yeah. going on but i am getting those emails from our people and yeah. i say like it's beth it's really me answering like i'm the long time listener like <laughs> thank you yeah you know? well it's stunning because people want that thing that he decided to do which is just say i'm going to be in charge of my path i'm going to decide where i go and the way i treat the world and i think there's so many people who feel disenfranchised you know what i mean it's easy to do and really if he'd really known what i knew when he got into it from me working with the big guys um that would have not helped him it's best that he did all those other things right. and didn't know better and was just doing what he loved because he's a scientist and he doesn't want to be hung over with three small children. Yeah. Well, so many people, you know, we've done this thing. I know he's just written uh, a piece yes. recently on failure. Because of you. Is that right? Because mm-hmm. of us talking about yeah, it? Yeah, he went yeah. away for a few weeks this summer and sent that to me. And then we talked on the phone a couple nights ago and he said, I think I feel comfortable with putting it out there. And I was like, can I give it to Ron and Fuzz? And he yeah. said, yes, and I'll put it on the website regardless. But right. yeah, I think it's either, I mean, I don't know if it will go further than that, but um, that's what it's sort of led up to right now. And 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 just to you know help people with this a little bit, and it's up on the Interabang oh, too, you. and it'll be up on the Tito's website. But what is his feelings about failure, and, and what can you take from failure? I think he's worried that 
uh, um, we're at an all-time high of worrying what other people think and hiding mm-hmm. things and overcompensating where there's no need because you only owe yourself. Yeah. And um, and so it's kind of love-hate with social media because we're perpetuating our Absolutely. what we want people to see. Yeah. And so maybe we're not taking as many chances because of that. And um, he's worried about that. He's also become a little bit more... Uh, personally affected by suicide. Right. Unfor- I mean, unfortunate for us all. And I think that that has um, stirred him in a very specific way right. to, um, you know, carry this thing a little further than he and knew he would. Yeah. Because he's worried about people and he's worried about people giving up and not just professionally, just overall, I think, mm-hmm. that we're just way too consumed with what other people think. Yeah, it's a tough, you know, and and a lot of it has to do with marketing that we've sold these brands, we sold what, you know, success is supposed to be. Uh, Today, my intern Molly, it's her last day. She's on her way off to Madrid. But she spends all the time thinking, am I going, what direction is there to go to and what failure means and what should I do? And it's... uh, but you're at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to go. You can never even imagine. I mean, I did so many jobs that weren't quite right for me. But when I finally gave it all up to help Tito, yeah, which I didn't get paid for a year, you know, like, I mean, it was so out of the ordinary that I took that shift. But it prepared me sort of for that leap that I took for him. And honestly, like, you'll know, you'll feel it when it's about to happen. But I say, you know, I worked for all sorts of different companies and projects. And, you know, I could do the work, but I knew that my purpose was for a person with the correct intention. And honestly, my father died when I was eight. He had Mm -hmm. a brain aneurysm. He was a nuclear physicist. And so I have memories of a scientist from age three to eight. And, you know, it's not my real everyday life anymore. But when I met Tito, I felt a recognition. Right. So I'm on that path where, you know, I recognized him as a scientist and a dreamer because I'm the child of that. And so our hearts just sort of, you know, but it took time. You know, it's been 11 years. I'm 41 now. You know, I did a lot of things before this happened to me. So who knows? I mean, it's never too late. And um, you just have to just know that it's. It's all un- unfolding, sort of. Well, it's so interesting, too, you know, when you take it, the failure can be like a learning process rather than an end, that we see it sometimes we have to as an it. end. And, you know, if you really think about it, even in school when you're a kid, they always scare you with failure. If you don't, you'll yes. fail your class, you'll be held back, everyone will, but look, I want everybody to look at this paper, but the reality of it is, is that you can't really learn how to do anything until it's you fail true. at some It's stuff. steering you the yeah. entire time yeah. towards what you're supposed to do, because you're not supposed to do everything. Right. And your thing can happen Whenever, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a journey and no, everyone's accepting. Like I had a lot of crazy life changes in the last, um, 11 years. And I realized that much of it was just programming that I, I bought into, mm-hmm. which is, you don't have to do anything really, you know, like they tell you, get a, go to school, get a job, get married, have a baby. Like, yeah. why do we think that that is like these 
milestones. Yeah. Why do we do that? Well, oddly, then we even say that to each other. Like, I'll say to Chris, how come you haven't married your girlfriend? It's none of my business. They ask me, why don't you have kids? And I say, because I like dogs. Yeah, right. It's weird that we're almost programmed to tell other people. And it's hard. Here, I want you to put on some more handcuffs. And your parents uh, tell you what you're supposed to do. You know, I had to fight against parents who were super in love and, like, waited for each other and, you know, all these sorts of things, you know, and I'm a different kind of girl. Right. And I realize that anything can happen anytime. So, like, I try to stay really self-sufficient. So that helped. That made me not buy into the programming and take crazy chances because I just knew that everything's fragile and anything could change. And I just I'm not buying in. Yeah. That's something that I've noticed that basically every single person that comes in here, like the, when we hear stories from different musicians and comedians mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that they for so long were listening to other people yeah. and were just kind, kind of going through the motions. And then when they started doing their own thing, like you're saying, they yeah. made the connection that you also but, made. You know, that's why I loved meeting Tito that day, because the story that he told did not sound like maybe it was, it was like an older American tale. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. it was the kind of thing that Henry Ford would have talked like rather than the kind of people who go to business school today. You know what I mean? Like he was really talking about do, trying to make something great and then get it out to the marketplace. And immediately, uh, you know, people started writing in to say, to say that's what I want to do, but it wasn't about making vodka. You know what I mean? Right. Like they said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to feel like. That's where I want. And that was the amazing trip about me is like that thing. What he did with his life and is doing with his life is like our best kept secret. You know what I mean? We don't say that, but it's exactly what we want to do. We but don't you think do we something. stopped believing it was possible because everything is a monopoly? Well, and everything yes. is huge, and like yes. the underdog can't make it anymore. Yes. Like, aren't we just under the impression that that is a fleeting thing? And then suddenly, somebody like Tito out in a shack. Like when I started, it's just a shack and a couple guys. And if I needed vodka, I just screw the tops on with a power tool. You know, I yeah. mean. Like, nobody believes this thing can still happen. And so I think we're all sort of, you know, it's a sigh of relief. Like, there's still a chance. Right. If it could work out for Tito, who was 80000 in debt and in tears when I met him, you know, and that's mm. why it, another reason I felt like, gosh, like, this guy is so great. And, you know, well, he's that's in another <laughs> thing I think that we could learn from that, too, of like, you know, what do, what do we have to do to let the small business person. Right get out there and live their dream, you know? Can the government do some things to help and other things just to get out of the way? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if you, if somebody out there is just, I don't know, making some kind of great cheese, you know what I mean? Is there a way for everyone to find out about it? Word of mouth. I mean, yeah. that's how I started. You know, we had right. no budget. He was in debt. I wasn't getting paid. I just went from place to place, you know, and we started, you know, Tito's heart is in nonprofits and charity, and so we give away half the vodka practically to Mm -hmm. communities um, where, you know, we have a few marketing legalities, but, um, you know, he was just like, take it, Beth, everywhere, you know, because I was on the board of a couple programs, and so, and I'd been working with another brand, so I was able to just sort of 
take it with me. I just took it with me. And I would just tell the story like, you know, I don't know why I love this guy. I just love him. His heart is so good. And he's a scientist. And, you know, like we have the chance to enjoy something for less money that someone put their heart into that isn't trying to be rich. Right. You know, like he's not trying to take over the world. Like he just couldn't get in any Austin bars because he's a guy like who's making it and his ego is attached and that's like painful. Right. You know, so, um, you know, I'd sort of already had those relationships and sort of just started being his megaphone. But it was really honestly person to person, which is why I loved when social media happened, because then I could take it faster, but right. still my voice for him because he doesn't believe in technology. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with it. So if there's something important, I tell him, like, this is happening. But um, I've always been the person that sort of speaks for him that way. And it's just been, you know, all love, all thank you, no payoffs, no promoted tweets. You know, you find us if you find us, you know, we're not trying to take over the world, but the world is bringing us everywhere. No. And he's also now getting the chance to go out and talk, right? And tell a the little story. Bit. That, yeah. His kids are teenagers right now, and yeah. the distillery is under an expansion because the pot still started out very small. That's the, the key to making pure vodka is to make it in small batches. Yeah. And um, he still has to taste test everything, so he has to be there. So between his family life, our little tiny office, you know, which he's still engaged in, and then the distillery, which is down the road. That's pretty much it. So we've actually pared the travel down very to not very much. No, we've all. also we hear from people that the vodka is everywhere. I mean, yeah, I get some phone big calls. things have happened. We very quietly just launched a new website, which you have yeah. up, which has all of our dogs. Up. Well, not all of them, three of them. Um, the yes, you'll see if you go to find Tito's that there's mm-hmm. sort of some countries outside of the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, there. that's you know something we're just starting a toe to in. Um, when we got on American and United and U.S. Airways, um, that was sort of this, this you know we got on international flights. So it's mind blowing. Yeah, and I'm it's still answering all the emails that come in from the website, and so yeah. they're coming in from the whole world all day, and I'm sort of trying to filter that out about what in the world is this going to be, and I you know have to see that happening all day, and Tito's just like whoa. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's still the guy in the distillery trying to make it right, going, holy cow, you know, like right. you have to have people to handle this. He's the scientist in the shack still. So it's complicated, but it's happening and we're getting through it and there's no handbook. And Well, I what I love about it from the beginning is it's really a guy making vodka to try to beat the Russians and he's making this vodka out of in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. it's still a really bad idea in the beginning. Like that idea People call us tequila all day. Yeah. They really do. They They're like, really, why vodka? It never yeah. should have happened. No. And the fact that it happened the beauty of it means it still can happen. It still it, can in, happen. In the back of your mind, yeah. if you think to yourself, and, and oddly I hear from so many craftsmen, people who make furniture or, you know, and the fact that they compare themselves to to his dream goes to show that the dream is is somewhere inside of us. It you is. Know? And he's so much more than just the vodka. Sure. The vodka turned out, but... You know, he's a guy who writes and paints and, you know, sings and does, you know, he's still doing all these other things and he's still in charge and he isn't taking the offers to sell out, 
You know, we're hanging on. We still have seven people doing the entire marketing. We don't farm anything out. You know, we're working seven days a week. He put in a shower at work so that we could just stay. I mean, it's just (laughs) still like I'm going, how long can we keep this? I hope it's forever. I don't know. We have no plan. That's great, though. (laughs) It is great. And the fact that it's in Austin is... I know. We're so lucky to be where we are. I'm grateful that... I mean, I always had a feeling... Um, my dreams, like I just had all my dreams besides Tito come true when I turned 40 for whatever reason. It was the best right. year of my life. And I've been listening to Willie Nelson since my father died because my mom would play him all night. And so like in one year I found out I had a brother. <laughs> my dad had a child he didn't know about and died. And now I have this brother. I went and worked at Willie Nelson's ranch and tattooed it on my wrist, you know, um, like so many things, you know, and so it's luck, Texas. And I always think I got lucky in Texas. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't even know why I went. I went with no job, no family, no friends, no place to live, you know, and now like oh, 41, all making sense. I think it's so, it's so great. And it's so, it's, it's oddly strange. And I'm just going to allow it to happen. I, I love the fact of the stories I get to hear back from people all the time. And we even stay in touch with some of those folks because right. their stories also become interesting. But meeting Tito that day on the air here, it it changed a it lot. It changed of, him too. It did it. Because he went from talking about vodka to talking about failure and endurance and not buying into what everyone tells you. you right. Know? I mean, his own family told him to quit. They were having interventions with him, you know. So um, it changed him. And I don't know, I wrote... Um, Pepper and told him he's been doing something called Pecha Kucha. He did uh-huh. in Austin. We have 21 slides, I think, in 21 seconds per slide, and he'd never done anything structured. He just talks and talks and talks. And this, like, was he decided to do it about failure, and I was so nervous for him. Right. You know, and um, someday they're going to put it up, but he, you know, it took him, like, the weight of his experience actually, on top of what he did here, then he did Pecha Kucha, and the weight of his experience sort of, like, came to fruition the moment he was about to get on stage and he was so overcome he couldn't start for five minutes really yeah and so like that was like the second thing i believe that happened and then the third thing is that he wrote this manifesto on really like more of an in-depth look at everything that happened to him that led up to this you know that it's not like the vodka is the byproduct of all of these things that he tried and didn't work out, you know, but it prepared him for being a tenacious person. Mm-hmm. High pain tolerance, I believe, plays into a lot of this. You yeah, know, you just got to get moving. a thick skin. And he's worried that people are losing their thick skin now. Yeah. You know, everything's fair. Everyone gets an award. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, who is going to not buy into the negative programming? Who's going to not, you know, like, right. who can say, well, you don't get to tell me. Yeah. Yes or no. I don't know. Uh, thank you so much sure. for stopping in of here course. today. Thank it's you for having so me. so fun to see you again. <sighs> and I'm excited for what you guys are doing. I think we're going to come down to Austin. Please do. Uh, I think for maybe Moon Tower that uh, is that a comedy so festival. F- I've gone to see Jimmy there. Yeah. Um, it's fan- It's such a crazy thing to have in town so, so please maybe, do that maybe we'll, we'll all get together for yeah, dinner some so night great. there but Whatever i I, want. I think there's i honestly i can tell you from the feedback i think there's so much more it's unfolding that's going to happen for you guys i, and I, I, I think don't know it's, where it's going yeah. but it's definitely like the real purpose of it's coming out i love it 
Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, the, if you want to read this, it's up on the Interabank today. Also, it'll be up on the Tito's website. Go check that out. There's so much charity stuff that these folks get involved with, service. And then also for every small business person out there, and we know how tough it is, but there are people that are still blazing those trails, and it's it's an amazing life once you, you commit to it. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Comedy. It's Channel in here. I don't know whether we've ever liked anybody as much as we like the Tito's folks. The Tito's people are amazing. Yeah. And it's just, to see it grow, and blow, it's blown up. In New York, it's everywhere. And yet, all for the right purposes. Yeah. You know? Um, and two years ago, when Tito Beverage came in and did that, I, I hear back from people about that all the time. And, you know, I'll just say this. I understand that we should move this show to Austin hmm. and just be there all the time. It sounds like a paradise. I've been there. It is a paradise. You know what it's, 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 Scratch sounds like? It is. I know what it's like there. You enjoying some Tito's? Yeah, well, uh, Beth dropped off a display case of little bottles and yeah. a couple liters. You know? And then you got these uh, cool... And, the, she, and, and she gave us a bunch of uh, Tito's flasks for the uh, prize closet. Which are awesome. They're, it's a nice, it's a nice flask because it has the cap attached to it, to the actual flask itself, so you don't lose the cap. Can I tell you what would have meant something so much to our listeners, and we're just taking a second to have Tito sign them? I'm gonna we ought to do that. that for later. But why don't we do this? Let's tie this in with a road trip because we want to do Austin the right way, and we know. Michelle guarantees us that we're going down there for Moon Tower, but we want to know all the cool places to go in Austin. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. You know, I was watching my favorite uh, show the other night uh, called Best. Best Bars in America. in America with Sean uh, Patton and Jay Larson. Uh, and they're doing all the best cities, and they just had a ball in Austin. Just had a flat-out ball. Jay Larson got messed. He was hammered. Well, also, <laughs> see them when they go to New Orleans. The New Orleans one is so funny. At one point, they just go like this. Dude, I don't ever want to leave this bar. And then I've been there. And then Sean is like, and people, why do they want to go to dance clubs when this is so much better than a dance club? <laughs> and then Sean is just like looking. I'm going, who goes to dance clubs? <laughs> and then they look into the fucking barrel of the camera and go like this: Don't go to dance clubs. And I'm fucking dying. <laughs> um, Carrie. You're on the Ron and Fez show. 
Where do we want to go? Hi. Um, so there's lots of places. Actually, one of the coolest cities um, I visited. I am from uh, Maryland near Baltimore, so I've definitely hit all the East Coast cities and, and some through the Midwest, but also with cool. Lots of um, lots of unique places. So I'm not a chain kind of person. So that was um, a great city to visit. Um, lots of places. Let's see. Ruby's Barbecue. Uh, tell me about world. Ruby's Barbecue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ruby's is near the University of Texas. A friend who's from Texas told us about it. Real small, quaint, not a big, large place like the Salt Lake and other places that we've gone to in Texas. So um, all homemade. They had uh, brisket and spicy black bean tacos. I'm going to eat at Ruby's. Um, I'm going to eat at Ruby's. Um, awesome. You're going into a big prize closet. And Chris Stanley, send him one of those beautiful flasks. You got yourself a flask. Yeah. Uh, really nice, and you'll be able to carry that around look cool in front of all your friends. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Call in and win your flask from Tito's. Uh, it's Tito's Summer, and I'm still working out where I can talk to Tito again yeah. by the time that we're done with this summer. John in Arkansas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie I was wondering if Chris still has his signed bottle of Tito's or if in true alcoholic fashion he already drank it. Chris, do you still have your signed Tito's? Yes, I do. There's still a signed wow. bottle of Tito's. Sealed, by the way. I'll, I'll make that. There's still vodka in it. It hasn't been opened. Signed by Tito himself. Can Love you Tito. imagine, though, now you got that two years ago when you loved it, but now the value's up, as <laughs> you're right, saying. right. Tito's is everywhere. Now, when you went to Austin, Texas, Chris, yeah, you told me, and I, I'm always in debates with people about the food truck thing because I have never found a food truck yet that I'm like, my God, that's fantastic. But you said that you love the food trucks in Austin. There's like this food truck culture, whatever I guess you'll call it. Yeah, and I had a a fried chicken taco. That was wrapped in a waffle that blew my mind away. Do you it was remember so, the name of the truck? I can I could I could find the name of the truck. It was like JJ's, something to that effect. It was an amazing food truck, and it was just packed out too. It was just people all just crazy. Um, Don, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, Ron, he says Billy Bucks, brother. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, I drive I drive a truck. I drive a, I drive a bulk tanker truck, and I load I've loaded down there to. The Cheetos down there to Austin. And I tell you what, Ronnie, they are the nicest people you'd ever want to meet in the world. You know, usually as a rule, when you drive trucks, you just kind of stay in your truck and wait for them to get loaded. Yeah. The plant manager or whatever, I guess, come and got me and gave me the tour and fed me lunch. And I tell you what, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had at a shipper that I've been all my years of driving, brother. They're, they're just great people. They now, really are. Isn't that the weirdest thing when everybody's acting like you have to be professional and they're bringing in this different attitude, which is really like old school. It's like really old mom and pop. It's genuine. That it you would think that the it corporations is. have wiped out, but now they're shooting back... And the corporations are now not knowing how to deal with this because you, you can't market against something that is genuine. Also, that place was Lucky Jays in Austin. That was the the truck right. that you loved. Yeah, go to Lucky Jays. Right, thanks so much, Don. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. It is the Ron and Fez show, and uh, we know we're going to take the town. 
of Austin and, you know, be a part of it. Uh, Become integrated, embed in it. Yes. What we really want to do is move there forever. <laughs> it's an awesome city. Just chill on 6th Street all day long. After I saw Chef, I really wanted to go to Austin because they have that. They take a food truck down there, yeah. and they have like that that scene where they're playing music, and it just seems like the vibe is really. Well, there's cool. another thing: live music is just so fantastic. And there's so many venues there every night of the week. There's people playing music. It's great. Jason and Houston, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah. yeah, when I'm in Austin, I always hit up Gordo's. It's like a gourmet donut shop. Uh, it sounds kind of hokey, but like they have like a maple syrup and bacon donut, like a cream cheese and grilled banana and cinnamon. All right, donut. If you could only get one, if you go in there and got one gourmet donut, what would it be? It's the one with the bananas on it. It's like a Done. banana I'm in. cream cheese. It's a. Uh, Pretty, pretty incredible. One thing I will tell you guys: beware in Austin of Yelp, using Yelp in Austin, because I've been a few times, and in, for some reason in Austin, everything is highly reviewed on Yelp. I don't know what's going on, but like, and it's, they're not really accurate. So, like, any I'll tell you why people up, are partying, and they're like, "This is great." <laughs> I blacked out, and his yeah, burger was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, this was great. It's, it's, um, it's, it's tough right. to distinguish what's real and not. All right, buddy. Lock us in. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Brendan in South Carolina. Afternoon, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, I, I was in uh, Austin for the U.S. Grand Prix last year, which was really awesome in November, and just... Jumped in a pedicab and uh, had them kind of squire me about the city, which I strongly recommend. Um, but I went to Hot Dotties and had one of the best burgers. It, it has become my new benchmark for burgers. Uh, and Pe- uh, Pepper will love the uh, beer selection as well. All right. No, you're sitting here saying that you believe you got the best burger you've ever had there. It, it is on my list of top three. I mean, I was having a good night already, and it was a really good burger, but I, I, it's definitely in the top three, for sure. Uh, just so I know, what are some of the one, other ones that you consider the best you've ever eaten in your life? Uh, so I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and okay. uh, uh, the burger in Husk uh, is is well up there. Uh, and then uh, recently had one in uh, in Philly. Uh, I think it's called TLC. Uh, I, I sort of I travel around okay, just, the world a lot. And, you just and lost me. Hey, by the way, I'm hearing so much good stuff about Charleston too now that really? it's, it's yeah, that it's just the coolest place. You guys should add it to the list. Make it make it next summer or uh, later this. We week. need to get a comedy festival going there, hmm. so they'll pair away. All right, thanks, dude. Um, John, John, you're on the run of Fez show. John of Cleveland. Hey guys, how's it going? Good uh, I've man. Been for uh, for a few years, I just actually moved back to Cleveland here a couple. weeks couple of weeks ago, but I'm dying to go back. I uh, can't wait to visit. But um, Bomb Tacos, if you go to the east side, a uh, bar called the White Horse. It's a real dingy bar, but it's great. It's awesome. It smells like this, but you go in the back and uh, the food truck is called Bomb Tacos, and they're just, they got a variety of them. Uh, my favorite is like the Pet Store, or you could get you could get squash in one of the tacos. I mean, you could get anything. Um, you know, they're so hot when they come off the grill, you can't really even touch them for a few minutes. You gotta let them chill. But, uh, they are all delicious. I want a bomb taco. Give I want a bomb right taco. Now. Big ass prize closet. Yeah, all right. wins. You win a beautiful Tito's fancy flask. It's a, it's a top notch flask. I have one at home. Well, we're, uh, we're jumping in and being all part of road trip today. 
The Ron and Fez Road Trip is brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Um, let's go over here to uh, Christine. Christine, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Greetings. How are you guys doing? I'm excited you're going to Austin. Yeah, we're going to do it up. We're going to do it up right. Okay, you need to go visit Stubbs Barbecue Sauce, and I could arrange for you guys to get a plant tour. They treat their guests very nice, and they're one of the sponsors of the Austin's Music Festival. Subs Barbecue. Now, I'm going to take a look at this. What's the main thing if I go into this place? What is? What do I definitely have to have? You have to try, uh, well, you have to have their corporate chef make you brisket, but my favorite sauce that they sell is the Sweet Heat. It's the Sweet Heat on it's brisket. It's amazing. All right, thank you so much. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Daryl. Daryl, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Hey, Daryl, what can we do for you, buddy? Hi, this is Daryl, not Daryl. Well, I got I, I, fucked up people working the phones today, so I do the yeah, best what, I can. What can I say? Well, I, I'm Michigan Doyle, otherwise known as Brownie, to Chris. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember you. Yes. What's up, buddy? I just need to know if you need any more Brownie Mix. Uh, season's coming up here. Oh, I love Brownie Mix. I could use all you can got, yeah. Now, when's the last yeah. time you got some Brownie Mix from him? Last last year. This is the, the big guy? No, this is another guy, but still... Nice. Still impressive? And very impressive. But just not as much quantity, not as much brownies as the other guy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But great brownies nonetheless. So how about a gross oh. of those brownies, Daryl? Oh, that wouldn't be a problem. I, I could fix you up. Like I say, season's coming up here, so I'm going to have lots of extras. Okay, well, it's the season of the witch. Chris Stanley would love to have some of those brownies. All right, we'll have to send him some. Okay, thanks, man. Peace. Yeah. Bye. Chris, are we really talking about brownies? Yes. Okay, because it doesn't seem that way to me. I mean, there's not a brownie season. <laughs> you excited, though? Yeah, very excited. Just the thought of that? Yeah. It's very fun. Sure it is. It's an enjoyable hobby to have. Brownie eating. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I'm just jealous listening to all you guys talk about the amazing things around this country when I'm stuck in Philly and I can't get any Tito's vodka. Uh, they don't sell it in Philly, huh? Not, not in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I just went to Tito's website. Pretty bummed out about it. What Kinda are you going to do? you got to make the deals, uh, you know, just kind of state by state on that, huh? <laughs> I'll cross a bridge in New Jersey. I, it's like literally what we were talking about. It could be like the next area to go with this is like, what do we, how do we make it easier for business people to be the next Tito. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's a great question. I live above a bar, and I know for a fact that they would absolutely love to promote Tito's Vodka. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, somebody wants something, somebody wants to buy something, another person wants to sell something, and then there's all these problems in between it, you know? It's bureaucracy. It always, it's always strange to me. It could be something that we start and pay a little attention to. Because I think it's something that literally the Democrats and Republicans could agree on that the country would be better if we had more entrepreneurs. Make business easier. Unless the big corporations think it's better to make business harder because it makes it, you know, harder to do. Some kind of lobbying stuff going on, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe you hit it. 
Well, maybe when after you get your law degree, you can work on that for us. We'll see. Um, here's um, here's Ryan in Houston. You're on the Run and Fest show. Hey guys, big fan of the show. I uh, just heard the lady before talk about uh, Stubbs Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, don't even go there, man. Stubbs isn't that great. The best barbecue in the absolute world, Franklin Barbecue. Uh, it's on the east side. And the line is really long, but the food is totally worth it. Best brisket I've ever had in my life. What, Chris? Uh, best brisket ever, and you swear by it. I swear by it. I am and going it. to take your word for this, my friend, and send you to the big-ass prize closet. All right, all right, all right. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Chris. I'm going to eat some of this wonderful barbecue, but then I'm going to stop at that uh, gourmet donut place because I like a little have something sweet. That Dessert. sounds like the perfect meal. Yeah. A little something sweet after the fact. Um, Look at this line. That's that's a good sign, I think. I don't know yeah. if I would have stayed in that long of a line. That now. place is in commercials, like for like a credit card or something. This that place is just gigantic. Who can I? You know, I'll have Shelby get up and go down there stand in line. Play that brisket, though. I will kill God that. Damn. I will kill that brisket. Um, Randy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, um, yeah, there's this Mexican restaurant that I grew up with since I was uh, five years old, and it's called Amaya's uh, Mexican Taco Shack, uh, I mean Taco Village, and it's been in Austin for um, like as long as I have been living. I've been going there ever since it was just a shack on the corner, and now today it's like one of the uh, main Mexican restaurants you can get in Austin. And it, it hasn't lost its its taste as it got bigger? It, I've been, I'm 20. Three years old. I've been going there since I was three years old for a good twenty years, and I've been going almost years. every weekend. Randy, I like the style. Yep. I like the angle you're coming from. This big ass prize closet. All right, all right, all right. Um, here's Mike in Philly. Mike. Hey, Ron. Hey, yeah. guys. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that woman who called said she felt jealous in Philly. Um, I can get Tito's Vodka at any liquor store in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. I've done it. I don't know how I did it, but I've done it. I just sat here, and I wouldn't give up, and we got the government to cave on this, and now you can buy Tito's in Philadelphia. You're that welcome. Fast. You're yeah. welcome. But I don't know. I don't know how these things happen. <laughs> Everyone keeps coming in to me and saying I changed their life. Now, here's the beauty of it. So I hear from one person, you changed my life. I hear from another person, you changed my life. And all you guys say, I changed your life, but for the worse. No, I never said that. Oh. Did I change your life for the worse or the better? For the better. Chris? The better, Ronnie B. I know better than ask Fez this question. <laughs> and I know I changed Shelby for the worse, too. All right, so I'm two for two here. <laughs> I'm batting 500. That's huge. That's, that's better than David Max 350. Ooh. Uh, it is a road trip, and we're talking about Austin, Texas. And uh, just starting to talk about this gets me excited. I don't know how more, many more of these prizes you got to give out, Chris. Who's, you know, I'm just giving them out hand over fist here, so we got to be careful with it. Because I get a little too excited. Well, it's, it's fun. It's fun. We're doing road trip. Well, we change people's lives. We got prizes. We change people's lives. We? Yeah. I remember everybody said you're changing I'm gonna, their life. I'm going to throw myself in on that. <laughs> Uh, some people writing stuff in. The John Mueller Meat Company. That I'd like to do. Like some called the Meat Company. Live Oak Barbecue. Well, listen to this one. The Blue Ox Barbecue 
and Pancake Tavern. I'm going there right now. That's two of the best things in the whole world. <laughs> this is the best thing since chicken and waffles. Three, it's also a tavern. This is the most visually appealing road trip I think we've ever done. Oh, no. There are barbecue photo shoots. Look at yes. This. Well, they take barbecue so seriously there. It's amazing. As it should be. Even the airport there has amazing food. They have like the salt lake in the fucking airport. Did it's, you say a, a salt lake? No, the, the <laughs> name is like a restaurant outside of Austin called the Salt Lake. That's amazing, and they have okay. A, but, you, but if you don't know that, I just think like a cow. You're up licking <laughs> no, no. a big cube of salt. I gotta explain myself better, David. You're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, this goes back to the summer of 2000. There's two things I loved about Austin. It was the only place in Texas the water didn't stink, and a place called the Hawkbrow uh, Steakhouse in downtown. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, her father took me there. The most amazing little place, and the steak was outrageously good. You know, sometimes after a lot of barbecue, you want to break it up with a good steak, a good grilled steak. Sure. sure. With Pleasant, Texas, you know? Yeah. Steak just goes with Texas, I think. It, it was the I want a steak ever. as big as the table. Uh, <laughs> big was. ass prize closet for you, my friend. Oh, oh by the way, you. the guy that you got doing your all right, all right? Yeah. From Austin. Beautiful. All, all ties in. All ties in together. Um, let's go over here to Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up, buddy? I've yeah. been in Austin for about seven, eight years. Uh, great entertainment. Uh, go to Chinny's on Burnett Road. They've got something called Chicken Shit Bingo. You find bingo numbers, and then they feed a chicken friend, and whatever it shits on, you can win. Justin, there is nothing more I want to do than chicken shit bingo. This And Dale Watson, Dale Watson owns the place. Every Sunday, he's down there playing his music. He comes in right on a motorcycle with his 24-year-old bitch on the back. It's fucking great, man. I am in 100%. For chicken shit bingo, uh, big ass prize closet. All right, all right, all right. I'm looking up here, and our phones are incredibly packed. Maybe we'll even do more Austin again one day yeah. because for there's only a couple places in the country. I think you think San Francisco, you think New Orleans, you think Austin. I'm going to give you Chicago. All right, Chicago, you got it. But not not all the places do you want to go and hang out for like a week. I'm going to throw Boston and Philly both into it. Yeah. I'm now going to throw Charleston into it. Asheville? I just throw in Charleston, right? <laughs> I got that region packed. And if I put in Asheville, I got to take Charleston back out. It's that simple. The hipsters are taking over. Uh, so that's it for this week's... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Well, I Chris, you so excited with your Tito's? I'm very excited. Well, enjoy because I declare the rest of the show Molly's party 
because this is <laughs> this is your time, Molly. Thanks. What should I do? Just have a party right here by yourself. <laughs> what would you like to eat? Order out. What do you like? Oh, I don't know anything. Um, pizza, maybe. What do you pizza? guys want? Pizza. You like pizza? Is that your favorite thing? Pizza. Yeah, I love pizza. Uh, I don't know. I just, thing, thought, huh? I just. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the same exact thing happened last time. Why? What happened last time? <laughs> Burger joint. Yes, burger joint. Burger and, joint, your favorite place, huh? Yeah. Oh. There's no burger joint. There's five guys. Why is five guys special? And why are we doing the same exact thing to you as last no, time? No, listen, tradition. Tradition is the exact opposite of creativity. <laughs> That's a really hard question. In the future... <laughs> Asking me what my favorite thing is. <laughs> I I will just dairy. You know how you always like Five Guys. <laughs> you, you love Five Guys cheeseburgers. I do. I love Five Guys too. Apparently everybody loves fries too. Jesus Christ. Why? Why are you complaining? Why is that an upset? You know, you I'm got your. There's just a lot of fries. You got your farewell coming soon. What do you want that to be? Oh, I have no idea. Something delicious. That's What's your favorite like thing? <laughs> What's your favorite thing I, in the I've world? Got, I've got I got lots of favorites. Well, just say one. Uh. Not pizza. <laughs> okay, so it's not pizza. Would you steak? Okay. Would you steak dinner? Yeah, of course you can do a steak dinner. Now, uh, but you know, Molly's is Five Guys, just like last year. No, no, no. It should have been burger joint for you. Now, um, but do you remember last year when Melissa asked me what my favorite? Would you guys ask me what my favorite milkshake flavor was? And I cracked. <laughs> it's always been coffee, but at the moment I was like chocolate. <laughs> Melissa was so pissed. Was she really mad? Yeah, cause she was like, you made me look really stupid. Um, well, she is kind of stupid. <laughs> I didn't want to say that in front of her. Well, this party is really rolling out nice, Chris. It's, 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 com it's coming together. <laughs> yeah. it's the, It was put together so beautifully, and all of her friends are here to surprise her. It's just great. Um... So anyway, this is it for you. We're saying bon voyage, farewell, and I don't know what the Spanish version of that is. Adios. They say adios like Mexicans? I thought it was Asla La Vista, like the movie Terminator. He was talking in Spanish. I'm going to correct you there, Chris, it's Terminator 2. All right. I'm going to start divvying these up. Ugh. What? Don't... It's just Delicious. the way that it's going. It's, it's not. It's really. I don't know what's going on in the fun. other room. They don't fucking move over there. They're exact opposite of everything that we talk about every day. There's no presentation, no show business, and I know that there was more things than just this. There's stuff coming as well. You guys didn't have to throw me a party. <laughs> no, it looks like we didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Allie. No problem. Now, Chris, I don't know whether you know me or not, but yeah. that's not my type. Okay, you need to... All right. This is not... I know. I specifically ordered something for you. And I should be giving out the food, I guess. You know, but here's the thing. Why Five Guys when she's never liked Five Guys before? I thought she did like Have oh, you I ever like been five to guys. Five Guys? Yeah, I've been to Five Guys. I like Five Guys. I mean, it's a chain. It's good. You know. It's good. <sighs> Yeah, sorry, I just started diving out the ham It's okay. I got <laughs> it, Molly. Enjoy your last day. Thanks. <laughs> they don't move over there. They're just... It's literally like when I went out last night and my mic was pressed into the chair. And I'm like, you're in this room. 
and you don't know. You don't know after all these years that you're doing radio. So, what do you hope to get out of Madrid this year? I hope... What's the what's the high point? Definitely to come back fluent in Spanish. That's not going to happen. Why? No one can learn Thank Spanish you. in a couple months. Hmm. What are you, Rosetta Stone? Put that out of your mind. <laughs> that isn't going to happen. I am Rosetta Stone. Call me Mo- Molly Rosetta Stone Bean. Thank you. Fries. Do I need to break here so we can get everything together, Chris? Why don't I break here and then we can get everything together and come back and do it? Because I know we got a heart out today. Yeah. It's a Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. <laughs> Comedy hits Channel 99. Yeah, party's going crazy here. We're saying goodbye to our Molly, and this is bittersweet without the sweet. Um, we just gave her some dead meat. And <laughs> are you enjoying that? It's really good. Well, we wanted to... Right, now you have to shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Yes. Close them. Yeah. And do you want... Is it mystery guests? There's a mystery guest. There's a mystery guest coming right, out. I'm going to have the mystery guest come in very quietly, and then that mystery guest will send, say something into the microphone. And see if she can um, guess who it is. It's Molly's going away party. And what a year. Wild summer. This summer. Now, Molly, you've had uh, a very, very fun, fun summer here. And we've had a lot of guests on the show. But there's one guest, I think, in particular in the last two years that you were really, really excited about. And we're going to have that guest say hello to you in a like a funny voice. So you have to guess who it is. Yeah, he's going to guess. Oh, hi, Molly. Do you know who that is, Molly? I don't. I don't know. This is the person that you think about all the time. <laughs> It's Dan Perlman. Dan Surprise! Perlman. Surprise, Molly! Your summer romance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your summer romance. I heard this was your make-a-wish. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, are you enjoying your last day? I am. Would oh. you like a burger? Uh, yeah, I'd have a burger. Yeah, I, I have know. one here. I, maybe I should say this. You guys have no chemistry. <laughs> Come on, I don't know whether I should tell you what to do. But you guys have been, have you been tweeting or texting or, or Instagramming? We've been texting. Yeah, okay. there was some texting. But you yeah. didn't send any pictures of your junk, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I've never, I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done that. Snapchat it. So this is the exciting. <laughs> you have a chance to get together because texting, you'll never have that same thing. Never. No. I want to get a picture of this, too. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. It'll be the first thing that goes on my clipboard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll remember this forever. You can bring this with you to Spain. Oh, my God. And hang it on. Hang you know, they do stand up in Spain if you like to go over there this summer. Don't let us get in the way of your lunch, Dan. <laughs> go ahead and eat. I know when a comic sees free food, they're all excited. But you guys have hit it off a little bit, huh, Miles? Well, we went out the other night, too. Mm-hmm. What did you guys whoa, do? Whoa. Where'd you go? We went to, uh, which is outside with everyone. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, we went to this place called Fat Cat. 
downtown yeah. in the village where they have like live music yeah. and ping pong. We played ping pong and I beat her a bunch of times in that. Three times. Three times. She's kind of competitive. Yes, but why would you keep beating her? Why not let her win? No, I specifically she got, said... She got adamant, and she was like, don't let me win, because she got the first couple points Yeah, uh, in I the was one suspicious. game. Right, and she like didn't wasn't buying it, and so I was like, all right, and so then I went on and beat her, and beat her like 21 it, to 6 or something. Is that why you came back with a hickey? The no. next day you had a hickey? I noticed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I what I'm pointing at. Like, what's yeah. that, young lady? Yeah. It was a ping-pong-related you know, hickey. When we say necking. We don't mean it that way. Right. So, this was an official date between the two of you. What was the chemistry like? Did you? Did oh, you I don't know. Like I'll, I'll defer. I'll defer. I'll <laughs> yeah. defer to the Spain-bound girl. There was chemistry, you know. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Now, did you get to go to her home? I did not. I did yeah. not get to meet her family or any of that. No. You, know, that you know why? Why is that? Because you're Hispanic. No. <laughs> Isn't that right, Molly? Racist. Isn't no, that it? That you is an- not that it. Is so are you anti? Nice. Are you anti-Hispanic? Is this thing? No. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait. I got you confused with me. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Now, this is so cute. You had a little summer date. Mm-hmm. Summer date, yeah. Yeah, but I guess you didn't walk her back to her house. You just I let her go not. on the street. I had to no. go meet, meet some friends. So. Right, so we each and went to our respective trains. What did you tell them about trains. I was like, I had a great time. It was very fun. Ah, that's there you nice. Go. And now here you guys are having your second date. <laughs> With Marvin yes. Gaye and everyone else. <laughs> hey. Just, so I could make it the other this, night. This is what, what my plan was anyway for the second date. So this I is really like, like it. I like you guys together. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere and, fuck is just crying right now. That's all I, I can think love, about. Did you think fuck was coming? No. You know what? <laughs> would, that, would that have been a better surprise? Yeah. No. no, the problem is he's not far along enough in his recovery. To get into a Well, for me, to, yeah, I feel like he needs to focus on recovery. <laughs> Although he's a very handsome young man. I haven't seen him, but he's got, he, you're saying he has to build himself up esteem-wise before he can... Well, he just has to he can deal handle. with the thing that he needs to deal with. You know? Right. I don't want her to become the new drug in his life. <laughs> Molly. Right? Yeah, literally, in this case. All right, what else do we got Molly? With Molly. Uh, well, there's a special, some goodbye production we've had for. Well, this Molly. is actually because here's what it was. This show today has been sold. We got a new sponsor because of you. No way. Yeah, it's a loan institution. So let's give them a listen. Need cash, but don't have millions of years to wait for a loan approval? Then come down to The Lone Dinosaur. The Lone Dinosaur can handle all your borrowing needs, because here, high interest rates have gone extinct. Why end up with a mortgage the size of a brontosaurus, when you could go to The Lone Dinosaur? I didn't think I'd ever get money for a new car. Those guys at the bank were like dealing with cavemen. Now I'm no longer walking everywhere like it's the Stone Age. Thanks, Lone Dinosaur. The Lone Dinosaur. <laughs> the Lone Dinosaur. With offices uptown, midtown, and our newest location in Jurassic Park. The Lone Dinosaur. The evolution in banking. Right, Molly? The Lone Dinosaur. Dinosaur. His tail is swift as lightning. Dinosaur. I was waiting to die so Whenever there was danger We'd be there to find the carnival The Lord died so 
on the, on the on the date, Molly kept saying that she wanted to walk to this down the aisle, and I was like, I don't know, I don't <laughs> know that if right? that's I don't know if that's. The I song. think it would be cute. I, I think it would be cute. Cannot breathe. That was unreal. Oh my god! Your family will get it a big kick so out of that. It was so punny. There's so many yes, thoughts. That's, that's, <laughs> what did you say about cavemen? They're treating me like cavemen when I'm trying to get money from all these other places, so I yeah. go to Lone Dinosaur. Your mortgage is big as a brontosaurus. Yes. <laughs> That's something that, you know, replaces wet. And it uh, just works out so well. Oh no, it's so funny. Oh my goodness. Um, to sing you a goodbye song, it's uh, Andy in Cleveland. Go ahead, Andy. Molly is stepping out to summers down. Now you're leaving town. Ma, you jumped right in and kept it cool as ice. We know you for two summers, so that's twice as nice. Your contributions to the show have not got no price. So goodbye and good luck, yeah. Thanks, Andy. That was beautiful, Andy. Hey, Thank you so much. Sorry for the little stumble there halfway through. No, no, no. You got yeah. a great singing voice and songwriting talent. This is your last day. You don't have to fake compliment the guy. I'm not complimenting anyone. Okay, I just noticed something. Dan keeps putting his arm around her, yeah. which is fine, <laughs> but he's attempting to get side teat without anyone knowing. Just, you know, jiggle a little bit. Yeah, you can't. So <laughs> last, last chance before Spain. I know, but see, this fly is out a there. safe zone. Okay. I am so happy that I could report back to her parents. <sighs> for the last two summers, this has been in a safe zone for Molly. Yeah. This is literally the funniest thing. <laughs> now, Molly, also, I discussed this with your parents. If you don't go for a radio career, you're crazy. You have got it. Thanks. And I told them that. You did? And I hope they said the same thing back to you. Yeah, they did. I mean, my dad was like, yeah, my dad said that he talked to you. And what did what did you say? That it went, that, you know, that, yeah, like, uh, I'm speechless. I can't believe this whole thing. Why? Just, I don't know, you know, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm speechless. I really am. Like the... This has been, I, I said this last summer too, the best best two summers. And like, you know, you're talking about people, you know, changing lives. Yeah. And we did the Tito's thing a couple weeks ago about how like this sort of intercepted my original plan. Yeah, I just, I feel like, I just feel really lucky. And, and especially the past couple of days, I, I feel like I've learned more. Yeah, I just, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Seriously, you're such a great kid, and you know I think you're making a huge mistake with Dan, but that's me. I know she's got to she's got to go to Spain. What? She's got to go to Spain. Right. Yeah. But see, but here's the thing, Dan. Yeah. I never want her to date you again, and it's not <laughs> so much about you. No. By the way, Dan, we met as intern. Such a great kid and a great writer. Another comics life is up on the iBang. Tonight, oh, cool. and that's about your first headlining gig oh, yeah. that you got. And, um, you know, as you put these things together, it's really interesting. As there's more of it, you know, the right, tail gets right, right. bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but this is about your first big headlining gig. Now, has Molly had the chance to see you do stand up? No, uh, I've never seen you. No, she hasn't seen me. No. So smart of you, Dan. <laughs> Brilliant. Such- such smooth. a smart move. <laughs> smooth character. Yeah, uh, no, I know what I'm doing. I know we want to keep this moving along, right, well, Chris? Well, yeah, well, now what comes after a, a birthday dinner? Well, let's just say this. What is your favorite band in the whole world? 
Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Let's bring it in right now. Come on in. Come on in. Special desserts. This is the Steve Miller. <laughs> we went and had a replica of his guitar made. No that way. That Steve sent us. And then had that baked into a cake. And there you see it. There, the Steve Miller... <laughs> Guitar cake. Well, what exactly is that? That's right. not even a cake. That is from the Momofuku Milk Bar. It Whoa, is a banana fancy. hazelnut fudge uh, six-inch layer cake. It's it's comes. It's out famous. Like, it's famous. Yes, it's famous. You know what it says on the top? What? For sure. For, for sure. For Yikes! Sure. For sure. <laughs> that was the two debates of what was her number one catchphrase of the summer. She says "Oh gosh" a lot. Now, now where did you, now how did you come up with this idea, Chris? Uh, I just was reading reviews, and I thought I'd go fancy for Molly's last day. <laughs> right. Thanks, Pat. You went fancy and smaller, but I'll I'll definitely give this a. It looks uh, very rich. It's gonna yeah. be good, you know, a small slice. But one. this is a very famous uh, place. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really, yeah. it's high end. It's good stuff. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never been. I'm very no. excited. Shelby, as you know, you always let the birthday girl cut her own first piece oh, for I good mean, luck. I don't, you know, okay. but th- this is not a birthday, Shelby. <laughs> this is a bon, bon voyage. You could just cut that up. <laughs> Get to cutting. Yeah. I don't, is he First strong piece, enough? Yeah. Um, and there is more. Correct? Yeah. Wow. There is more because we're going to bang bang this dessert. Oh, bang bang. Uh, bang bang. Bang bang. Not only do we have Momofuku cake, we have fresh homemade ice cream from Young's Farm Whoa. from our buddy, our buddy John for Shout Out Design. Wow. Now, this is. This ice cream is made on the farm where the cows are. It's a family business. And we make the case that this is probably the best ice cream on the planet because it's completely fresh. You let that thaw out a little bit because I know. Yeah, I took it out. I took it out of the freezer. Yeah, because it came here frozen from Youngstown. But plug them again, Chris. That's Young's Farm. Young's Farm. Homemade ice cream. Chubbs, why are you so slow with the cake? I'm dying to try this while we're still in the air here. Now, explain the cake again, Chris. This cake is a banana hazelnut crunch fudge cake from Momofuku Milk Bar. Mm. How is it, Molly? It's really good. It's good? Yeah, it's very complex. And then the ice cream is from Young's Jersey uh, Dairy, which is youngsdairy.com. And this stuff, I know for a fact, is amazing. Wow. Man, this is... This is Unreal. It's uptown. It's so good. Yeah. Class act. I'm loving the Miller in the background, too. It's your special day, Molly. Thanks, Pat. Oh, man. Now, the ice cream is just sitting there, Chris. You cracks crack some open, boys. Everything's moving very slow in your world. I'm in bullet time, like it's in uh, The Matrix. Yeah, I guess. No. How many uh, different flavors you have there? That ice cream. There's there's as many different pints. That there's nine different flavors. Looks, yeah, Let her like try the vanilla nine. first, because you should always try the vanilla first. Try the vanilla first. I learned that but, on this show. But I want you to get the taste of just how great this place is. Mm-hmm. That's Young's Farm. That's Young's Jersey Dairy. Youngsdairy.com. It's kind of like a small business type thing. It's a family business. Family yeah, farming. it's been there for a long, long time. Mm. It's always the best. Thanks, Shelves. Shelby being killing it right now. And it's youngsdairy.com. The cake is great. Youngsdairy.com. 
Uh, it's really Jersey Cows, but it's not in Jersey, Chris. This is in Yellow Springs, Ohio. So how do you like that ice cream? It's really good. It's the perfect mix of airy and dense. Mmm, airy and dense. <laughs> a nice combination. It's a nice way to put it, Molly. You need to have both, Dinosaur. you Dinosaur! Know? That was so funny. It was really funny. That was a shell bell bet. Shelves, you killed. Thank you. Well, these beautiful desserts. Shelby, is there something that you would like to say to Molly? Hey, best of luck to you. Thanks. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? When you can speak like that, Shelby, you've got to think about a career in broadcasting. When you can reach through those speakers and grab the heartstrings of the people listening, and then they're thinking... Yeah, of course. When they hear something like that, yeah, they're thinking of Molly, but then they're thinking about their own Molly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, that their Molly in their life. And that's what makes it so beautiful. <laughs> That'd be a rude thing to write in like an eighth grade yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck. Best of luck. It's what you say to somebody when they're getting out of prison. No, Hope you nice. don't die on the way out of the building today. He's wishing me good luck. Wish you a lot of good times in Spain. Thanks. Really brave to go over there by yourself. Even though you're not like going to war or anything, but <laughs> yeah, thanks, Elves. Continued success. Sea salty uh, caramel here. That sounds delicious. Yeah, I feel like very excited about it. It's sea. It's salty. It's mm-hmm. caramel. It's the two best things you could be. Mm-mm. I'm looking forward. That's outstanding. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Howard's goodbye. Also, yeah, Howard wanted to go straight steaks. <laughs> <laughs> A steak the size of the table. A steak the size of your head. Steak. My son is going to have steaks and milk. That'll make him feel better. He'll get his hearing back. Steak and milk party for Howard. Yes. Chris Stanley tells us that we can't have any steak and milk. Can I have a glass of heavy cream and no. a steak well done? Sounds terrible. Thank you. It's the 1800s. Dinosaur. Mm. Shelby, that bit you did. The lone dinosaur. You're back. Shelby's back. Mm-hmm. Between that and the speech, <laughs> I don't know how you ended up smelling Dan Perlman's ass. You should be in the catbird seat today. Instead, he's just looking on like a creep. No, like listen. A lonely creep. Since I'm saying goodbye, Shelby has been enormously helpful. You know, we bicker on air and stuff like that, but... I'm not fair. He's a cool dude. He's the only person you ever fight with. That's true, but, you know, it's out of love. Loving on the run. Love on the rocks. Um, we'll let some of these people get in real quick. Kevin in New Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, love the show. Uh, I got a quick thing for Molly. Uh, Molly, I was uh, uh, in radio for a little while, did some production for a minor market station. I got to tell you, love love the work, keep doing it, all right? Thank stick you. With radio, stick with radio, but pursue a degree in child psychology if you want to keep working with these guys. <laughs> Thank you. That's very smart. <laughs> John in Massachusetts. Hey, I just wanted to say goodbye to Molly. I loved hearing you on the show. You're such a sweetheart. Thanks. And I hope you, hope you have a safe and happy trip, Molly. Thank you, John. All right. Bye. Uh, Randy, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, I, this is John in Miami. I've never been in radio, Molly, but you're great. Thanks. And I want to make, make a request. The KC uh, song, Don't Go. You know what? 
it's a bittersweet thing, but I'm very proud of her for going and getting new experiences. And then really, if she does decide to do radio, she'll have all these experiences to bring with it and won't find herself, a, and I don't mean this in a bad way, a, a Chris Stanley. <laughs> someone who's never crossed the Hudson and yet wants to sit and talk to people. I, I look, upstate is like, what, Yonkers? That's what the state You saying. honestly didn't know where Cincinnati was, <laughs> and then you asked if it was a state the other day. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Well, was he actually pretend. said about Cincinnati, can they vote there? <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> Why? What are you laughing at, Perlman? <laughs> Remember even the day that Gurian would like Portland, where he was talking about <laughs> yeah. it like we were talking about Nicaragua or something. There's gorillas out there. Well, he they can take it over. No, that's racist. <laughs> no, gorillas, like, you know. Revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still racist? That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh. Gurion wasn't sure about Cincinnati either. No, he didn't know about Portland. <laughs> he laughed thinking if they have comedy in Portland. <laughs> Portland! <laughs> if, they, if they've heard of it there. I don't know whether they, you know, they laugh out there or not. I have no idea. They're humans, aren't they, they Gurion? I don't know if they have the sensitivity that we have here in the York City. I'm not sure if they they get the comedy channel. We should, you know, we should all embrace our sensitivity. I was really upset that he didn't come last night. Um, He texted that he couldn't make it. He was jumping around. Hmm. But i'll definitely send your parents some they're coming to the next ms oh are they i'm going out to dinner with them no way yeah and without me well you're going to be in spain and your sister's going to be in the heroin triangle over (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't feel right so do you and dan have anything else planned no not really swinger party i gotta go to spain you got a week. Love it and leave him. I've That's been, Molly. I've been, I've been to Spain. I was telling her about it. She's mm-hmm. going to have fun. You've been to the Dominican Republic. That's two different things. <laughs> Molly likes to hit it and quit it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you know, I've never been to Spain, but I've been to Oklahoma. Oh, they tell what? me I was born yeah. there. How come then we're not playing that, Chris? That should be like the number one song. Because I'm an ass. I really don't remember. That should be bigger than Lone Dinosaur right now. <laughs> you really enjoying all this ice cream, huh? Oh, it's great. You're trying one from every part of the world. <laughs> well, this is from Molly, Dan, all right? God, you know, <laughs> slow down on that chocolate. She's going to have all nine pints of these. Every single one. she chooses. Oh, man. What a ride. Yeah. I remember I said that at, uh, when when you guys switched switched to Raw Dog. Yeah. At the end, I said, like, oh, it's been a, a crazy ride or something like that, and everyone got upset. <laughs> they were like, you've, never, you've been here for one summer. <laughs> I still like it, though. <laughs> it's true. It's been a crazy ride. This is going to be your theme song. Well, got to start tying this one down, and it's it really is tough to say goodbye to Molly. It's so hard to believe that a young girl could come in here two summers ago and just step right in and become part of our family, part of our tribe. 
Uh, but I wish you all the luck in the world. And I honestly, I would, I think that whatever you decide to do, you're going to do fantastic. Thanks. I don't, and I, I really won't be surprised by anything that you decide to do because I know you're going to bring your heart to it. Um, one quick thing, if you would take Chris Stanley with you, it would mean <laughs> the world to me. I mean, I'd like to go to Spain, but I'm, my place is here. I would like to, you to get him a job training bullfighters by running at them. Okay. <laughs> What's it pay, though? How many euros? I know they're worth more than a dollar. <laughs> but the euros are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a buck fifty I don't think that euro thing works out. Pepper I don't think the, it works for anybody. <laughs> no one the likes matador. it. They're very angry. Everyone wants to get out of it. I know they come over here fucking making that shit rain. I also know this. I hate the new interns. I hate their fat faces and their ugly guts. They are, they're they are locked in. There's three of them. Three young dudes. Yeah. Oh, there's not the girl anymore? No, she can only do one day a week or something. My mom last night asked if she could intern for the show. She really did ask that. Does she go to college? No. Does she know she can't drink on the job? No. Does she know this isn't tennis? No. <laughs> Carrie and I are getting a divorce. When she was asking me that, I was giving her the old Molly straight arm. <laughs> Mom, back it up. Molly, anything you want to tell your listeners before you leave? Just thanks to everyone. It's been, yeah, like I said, it's been a ride. And I feel like everyone's been very supportive of me. And I know it's not easy because compared to these guys, I don't know what I'm doing. But I think I've gotten a great opportunity to, to learn. So, What a great kid. It was a real, Molly. You haven't miss her. Yeah, it was a real nice political answer and stuff. You know something, Dan? <laughs> this is why you're not getting a second date. So go ahead, load up on ice cream. <laughs> He's eating his feelings. He's just using her. Yeah. You're using her. He's Broken eating everybody's hearted. feelings over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the way he's eating, it must be the most sensitive son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. This is free food. I'm just, <laughs> you're, I know. You're a comic. This is a feast. <laughs> Well, Molly, your guest ruined your going away party, but <laughs> yeah, and Greedy. you got your second favorite food from a restaurant that you don't like as much. No, but the important thing is, it, you did amazing here. Thanks, you and guess, I had a really good time. I yeah. really did. I hope we stay in touch. I hope you write to us. I will from Spain and call us from Spain. Okay. They got cell phones over there, I don't think, Chris. Yeah, they got cell, they got cell phones in Europe. <laughs> Chris tells me there's cell phones in Europe, so that that won't be everything. I just got it on. I got it uh, on. So that's it for us, Molly. God bless you, honey, and Godspeed heading over there. You're a terrific, terrific kid. Come on, run over here and do the dunk yourself. You get to do the last dunk. There you go. Oh, she's so happy. Say goodbye for us, too. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. I like to watch things on TV. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite's gone. Way up to Mars Soon it'll be filled With park and cars I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV I 